on? Okay, perfect. You have some copies there? You can take this over. Take one more, I think. Okay, everyone, we don't have any camera today because the camera decided to, to uh, check out, but we still have the podcast and the audio, so that's that's good. Okay. So, once we know that, today. It's Nisan. We have to make sure it should be a happy class. L'chaim. You get L'chaims over there. Ah, that's good. Being that I don't have a video, no one knows what I'm drinking, so it's actually good. Okay. Shabbos Parshas Vayakel Pekude, Parshas Achodesh, Chafei Odor, Toshin Lamed Hey. This Shabbos is going to be Parshas Achodesh. We'll learn a mimer from the Rebbe. A very special mimer. I once actually did a synopsis of this mimer on a Monday night class many years ago. It's called Nisan Promise to Return. But we never learned the mimer inside. So this week we're going to learn it inside. And hopefully we're going to see a whole new light, even much more than what we saw last time. Even though then it was great. So here we go. The Shabbos is both Parshas HaChodesh and Shabbos Rosh Chodesh. It's going to be one of the unique occasions where we'll take out three Sefer Torahs. We're going to shake the world. We're going to bring out all the heavy guns. And we're going to blast the world with incredible light of Mashiach and Geula. So expect big things to come rolling in. Be'ezus Hashem. Over Shabbos next week. Here we are. Let's go. This month is to you the head of months. The Isa Medrish, it says in the Medrish, which is brought in the in the Pirish of Rashi. In the beginning of Parshish Bereshis, Um Rabbitzhak Rabitzhak says. The Torah should have began with Achaidish Azalachem. The Torah should have really started with the Pasik Achaidish Azalachem. Umar, which is the first, which is the mitzvah that uh, comes when we went out of Egypt. The mitzvah to set the calendar, to sanctify the new moon and set the calendar. And this is what Hashem spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu when he was in Mitzrayim. And this was the introduction, uh, and then also to the mitzvah of, the, of taking the Karban Pesach and uh, getting ready for Pesach. So but Rashi says that the Torah, the Rabbi Yitzchak's, Rashi actually says this all the way in the beginning of the Torah. Not in Parshas Achodesh, in the beginning of Bereshis. Rashi says appropriate would have been if the Torah would have started with mitzvahs. Torah is, a, is an instruction book, and therefore it's not a storybook. So why does the Torah tell us stories about creation? It should have started with mitzvahs. 
But ma tam pasach bebereishis. So why did the Torah start with bereishis? Mishum kayach ma'is of higid liyama. He loses lanachos goyim because he brings a pasuk. The pasuk says it's a pasuk in Tehillim. The power of his actions he related to his people. What does that mean? The power of his actions means the story of creation. The story of creation is the power of his actions. God created the world, and Hashem related that to his people. We are in the Torah. In the first section of the Torah, in Genesis and Bereshis, what for what purpose? In order to give us the inheritance of the nations. Which, by the way, is something that we're learning in Rashi for thousands of years and it's just being fulfilled right now. And that's why all of us that are walking around dense, eating a lot of kugel, and not being aware about what's going on is totally insane. This, this, uh, this challenge to Eretz Yisrael, this challenge to the nations, this two-state solution, this is what Rash, This is why God begins the Torah with Bereshis. You know, we we all are you know crazy about the Torah. Everything is the Torah. And why the Torah began? The Torah was completely redesigned because of this problem. Because of this issue. If the nations will say, you're thieves, you're taking the land that's not yours, God will say, it's my land, I created it. I gave it first to the nations, then I took it from the nations, and I gave it to the Jewish people, and I gave it to them that it should be theirs forever. And this is actually being fulfilled now. Because now, um, we've been told, given, finally, legitimacy over the land, at least... That even the nations are agreeing to it. Not all nations, but the important nation is, is agreeing to it. And that's, that's a beginning. And that's part of the process of Eretz Yisrael belonging to the Jewish people. But he's not focusing on this idea and this mimer. Just brings it in the beginning. He, what, he meant, what he means over here is mainly to bring is the question, not so much the answer. He doesn't even explain the answer. Just brings the puzzle. Based on what it is known, according to what it is known, that even a question in Torah is Torah, even when there is a question, and then we have an answer, and therefore we abandon the question for the answer, because we have an answer, yet the question still remains legitimate. That means that when the Torah, when, when Rashi says, the Torah should have started with, HaChodesh HaZelachem, and even though in the end we explain why the Torah should not and therefore doesn't start with a chodesh, but since we had a thought in Torah that the Torah should have started with a chodesh as elochem, that's a proof that to some degree the Torah actually starts with a chodesh as elochem. That the beginning of the Torah is a chodesh as elochem. Based on what it is known, that even a question in Torah, in Torah, Torah, Emes, it's part of the Torah of truth. We can say, this that it's stated in the Medrash. The beginning of the Torah was supposed to be with a Chodesh. Specifically, so the Medrash is so strong about it. The Medrash doesn't say, Why doesn't the Torah start? 
The Medrash uses much stronger language. The Torah should not have started with anything else but HaChodesh HaZelechem. That's saying it so strongly. So therefore, um, Whenever it says it shouldn't have only, that indicates how, how this is Likuva, which means this is absolutely needs to be like this and it can't be any other way. So if that's the case and the Torah says it so f- forcefully, even though in the end we kind of rescind this and we say, no, okay, there's a reason why the Torah had to start from Bereshis, but it's also according to the truth. That the Torah does begin with a Chodesh Zelachem. Like the Rebbe the Shab says in his minor, whose yard site, the Rebbe the Shab's yard site is going to be next week. On Monday, the Rebbe the Shab says, not on a Monday, on Sunday, Matzah Shabbos. The Rebbe the Shab says in his minor, Pashas Achoydesh, Shepashas Achoydesh, Uikr Haschalas Atayr. And it's not only a question, but that the real beginning of the Torah is is really in Exodus chapter 3. Not chapter 3, but in Parsha 3. In Parsha's boy, where it says, But but this Indian that the Torah does start with, That's, if you're looking deeper, but when you're looking in the revealed side, that's the inner truth. And on the outside surface, the Torah actually begins with Bereshis Bara. So we have a chitzonius, an external, and we have a pnimius, an internal. On the internal level, the Torah starts with Bereish, uh, with Achodesh Zalachem, and on the external level, the Torah starts with Bereshis. And we can connect this with based on something else that is known. There is a question regarding the, the to resolve the two, um, to reconcile the two opinions regarding to the time of creation. Rebbe Yezer is of the opinion that in Tishrei, the 25th day of Elul, the world was created. Rebbe Yeshua, Rebbe Yeshua is of the opinion that in Nisan, the 25th day of Adar, the world was created. So there's a, there's a question. When, when did creation take place? Did creation take place in Nisan or did creation take place in Tishrei? So Rabbi Eliezer says that in Tishrei the world was created. And Rabbi Yeshua says that the world was created in Nisan. Now here's, when we say the world was created in Tishrei or in Nisan, we really mean a few days before that. Because when we say the world is created in Tishrei, like we accept, it means that Adam Arishan was created in Tishrei. And Adam Arishan is created the sixth day in creation. So first you have to proceeded with five days. So according to that opinion, the 25th of Elul is the beginning of creation. 25th day of Elul, and then we go to Nisan. According, however, to... Wow. Wow. Seeing that I don't see the camera, I feel more free. So, um, so if you remember the 25th of Elul, we had a big, we had an event here this year for the women. 
It was a big Kabbalah Samalchus event. It was a very strong event that we had here. And we broke through over here. When we made that event, we broke through. Why? I was so excited then that we're doing a dafka on the 25th of El, the night. Because it's like 25th of El is where the world, the, the year is germinating for the whole year. It's like the beginning of creation, even before Rosh Hashanah. And right then already, we accepted already with the, with the Malchus of Moshiach. We already accepted Moshiach here at Mayan, 25th of El. And um, very good. It was done over here, and we felt that something broke through. How do we know that? Because a couple of months later, suddenly Gula gatherings, of course, the whole world, psh, bonk, oh, psh. and then what happened? On the 25th day of Adar, just this week, finally the rest, Kabbalah Samachos events happened in, in 100, in 100 uh, communities around the world. Um, I spoke in Crown Heights now for a thousand ladies. And then there were people in all, all places. And both, that was 25th of Elul, is the 25th of Adar, which the 25th of Elul is the beginning of the world according to one opinion. According to um, Reb, Reb Eliezer, and the 25th of, of um, Adar is the beginning of the world according to Rabbi Yeshua. So it's amazing. We hit, we hit, we hit on both 25th. In any case, the, the question is, how do you reconcile these arguments? Which one was it? You hear you're arguing, in, you were arguing in, in a fact. So which one was it? If you're arguing in a halacha, you can say two opinions. But if you're arguing on a fact, so then one is true and one is not true. And we know whenever there's two opinions in Torah, both are true. How can you have on a fact like that, which one is true? The answer is that the way it is explained is as follows. That one of them is the creation in thought and the other one is the creation in action. There's two stages to creation. There's the creation of thought and the creation of action. So the, the answer is like this, the actual creation, the actual literal physical creation took place in Tishrei. And the thought to create the world, however, began already in Nisan. 25th of Nisan, the Abish is already thinking, but he doesn't bring it to create into actuality until, until the following Tishrei. Based on what it is known. Now that we say that what? Machshava thought is called Pnimius, it's called the inside. It's the intention and the purpose. Of the action that's coming afterwards. When you have a thought, so the thought is what, you're, what, you're, what, what the meaning is. You're thinking and, and then the action is the external part. But then there is the, the, the inner intention of what you're doing that's in the thought. So that's the premius. Nimtza comes out, comes out when the Ebishter, when God actually created the world in Tishrei, or the 25th of Elo, that's the Chitzonius, that's the external creation. And the internal element of the Bria, of the creation, that's a Nisan. So now it's going to fit really nicely with what we just said about the Torah. According to this, it comes out that creation and Torah are both, are both aligned. 
that in both of them there is a panemius and a chatzanius. In creation, the panemius of creation takes place in Nisan, and the chitzonius of the creation, which means creation in its literal sense, takes place in Tishrei. That's, that's in creation. In Torah we also have that. Bereshis bar Elohim is the beginning in Torah, bechitzonius. And Achodesh Azalachem is the beginning of the Torah, Bepnimius. And here too, the Pnimius is in Nisan, and the Chitzonius is in Tishrei. Because Bereshis Bar Elohim happens when? In Tishrei. The literal Bereshis Bara happened in Tishrei. The uh, Pnimius of Bereshis Bara, The inner dimension of Bereshis Bara, the Pneumius of Bereshis Bara, happened in Nisan. Achoydesh Azalachem, that's a Nisan. So you see in both of them, both in creation and in, and in Torah, we have the same thing. The external part of it happens in Tishrei, and the internal part, the Pneumius, happens in Nisan. And the same is regarding the beginning of the Torah. This that the Torah starts in Bereshis, which is the actual creation that happens in Tishrei, that is in the external. But in the internal, the Pneumius of the Torah, the beginning of the Torah, is the Pasach, which is referring to Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Very good. So we're holding now Perig Beis, second page. The Yuvin Zer, so we'll understand this idea. Pnimi Yasatora, Chitzona Yasatora. So all of this will be understood as follows. Bahagdim, we're first prefacing the Bahachiluk, being Tishrei Venisan, come in Yonim. The difference between Tishrei and Nisan is many, many things. Umehem, number one. Dam shacha betishrei yuaydei serusa dolatata. Tishrei is a time where we draw down. Both Tishrei and Nisan are very powerful months in the calendar. The two most powerful months in the Jewish calendar is Nisan and Tishrei. Nisan, Nisan is the first month. Tishrei is the seventh month, and that's why they're both, you know, saturated with holidays. Nisan has the big holiday of Pesach. And Tishrei's got a bunch of holidays. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, um, Sukkot, and Shemini Atzeres, and Chastara. So they're both, because these are the two, two poles of the year. And the whole year rotates on these two poles. The North Pole and the South Pole. The Tishrei and Nisa. In any case, um, the difference between them and the flow of energy. Both of them have a tremendous flow of divine energy. Incomparable to any other time of the year. And that's why they're both called Rosh. Um, Nisan is called Rosh because it's the first month, Rosh Chadashim. Chodesh is Elochem, Rosh Chadashim. And Tishrei is Rosh because it's Rosh Hashanah. So for months, Nisan is the beginning, and for years, Tishrei is the beginning. Just like the head, the head, the Rosh, has got the most energy, incomparably more energy in the brain than there is in any part of the body. So these two months are the richest months in the Jewish calendar. 
The richest months in the Jewish calendar is Nisan and Tisha. But there's a difference in the, in the fundamentally in the character of the months. A major difference in the character of the months. Take both of them, but to put one there. There's a major difference in the character of the months. What's the difference? Um, Nisan, the energy flows from above. And it's, there's, no, there's nothing required on our end to stimulate the flow of energy in Nisan. It's a gift from God from above. Every Nisan comes, God gifts us with love. That's it. Hashem's love flows freely to the Jewish people in Nisan in an incredible way, and it translates into big miracles. Tishrei comes after a lot of hard labor. Tishrei is, takes a lot of hard work because we're supposed to do tshuva. And when we repent, God responds. He responds very, very powerfully. But it's in response to our labor. That's why we have a whole month of Elul to, to prepare. Adar, even though it's a good preparation, a simcha and everything, but it's not, it's not an avoda, particularly as a preparation for Nisan. Maybe the concept of the avoda of Adar is just that we should be open. Simcha opens us up. So when we have joy in the month of Adar, hopefully we're open to receive the big flow that comes in Nisan. But we don't have to generate the energy flow of Nisan. It comes as a gift from above. Matter of fact, it's coming from such a high place that we couldn't stimulate it even if we wanted to. Because even if we were really, really, really doing everything we can, we still can't stimulate that place where God is, where, where, from where Hashem is sending the Nisan blessings. So we, just, we can just sit quietly and receive. Like it says by the Yamsuf, Hashem yulachem lachem, Hashem will fight for you, you'll be quiet, you don't do anything. And the Zohar actually says, midi, don't make any Yisairus. Don't even stimulate. Then Hashem told Moshe, when the Jews were praying, God says, don't pray. The only time we ever hear that, don't pray. Prayer is unnecessary now. And therefore it's useless. Just be quiet and be a recipient. Tishrei, it's, it's all our work. Okay. So, there's a few in Yonim. Mehem, number one. Damshach of the month of Tishrei is through in this from below. That's Tishrei. Namshacha ben Nisan and Namshacha Nisan umamayla comes from above. Yisarusa deliyela mitzad atzma. It's an isoyedus from above that comes on its own. The Zahu, and this is the reason why, Shabirches ha-geshem u-bishmayna esrei Tishrei. That the blessing of Geshem, the difference between Tishrei and Nisan, we can see the difference between Nisan and Tishrei we we can see in the in um, in the actual blessing. One of the blessings of Tishrei in the end of Chodesh Tishrei, you have a special uh, tefillah called Tefillah's Geshem, and it's on the last day of Sukkot, second to the last day. We hear in Chutzlars and when we evoke and pray for rain, and then a few months later in Nisan. Actually, the first day of Pesach, we have a special tefillah called Tefillah's Tal, which is a tefillah of dew. So we see the difference between rain, geshem, and dew. Both of them are blessing. They're both water. 
that bring blessing to the world. The difference between the two is that rain is something that comes from below. The earth, the sun bakes uh, or, or, or causes the, the, the vapor to rise. The, the vapor rises upward and then it comes back down in the form of rain. And the physical, the physical structure of the way it works, this physical system is a reflection of the spiritual system. That rain has to, is, is, is Hashem responding to our avoda. That's why here in Los Angeles we should be very happy that we did such good avoda this year, that we have more rain than we've ever had almost. We have a bigger snowpack. In the history of LA we had four, and you know what it comes from? It comes from Chafei Adar here in Ayin Yisrael when we had the ladies Kabbalah Samalchus event. We don't tell anybody, but we did it over here. Not Chafei Adar, Chafei Elul. That's when we already took care of them. We, we, we already got then the snowpack. The fourth to the highest snowpack. Um, then, uh, but th- th- that's, uh, and that's why Taka says by rain. Oh wait, but by Nis, and Chazal actually say that if you didn't do tshuva, rain will come. Yaroif kamotar likhi. Why is rain called, what is it called? Yaroif. Yaroif means it will drip. So the, the Medrash says, Shavru habriois es erpon. If the creations break their stubbornness, then uh, rain will come. If the creations do not break their stubbornness, rain won't come. So rain is dependent. The Pasuk says in Vahayim Shemaya, if you don't behave, Atzar es if you do behave, I will give you rain. If you, if, you will, if you will follow in my mitzvahs, whatever, in my statues, I will give you rains. So rains is a clear tit for tat. When it comes for do to tal, we know first of all, even the physical element of do, it's not a moisture coming from below. It's just a, a wetness and a moisture coming from above. It doesn't rise from below. It comes completely from above. And that's a reflection of the spiritual character of do. That it's a blessing from God that it's unrelated. That's why Chazal say, Tal loy mi etzar. Tal is never held back. And so we don't have to daven for Tal. Because Tal is never held back. So Nisan, which is a serusa deliela, a time when Hashem just generates His flow on His own, we, we daven Tal, which is a flow that comes on its own. And, and Tishrei, when, uh, when, when we daven Geshem, it's because over there we have to do work and commensurate to our work, Hashem will respond. So, that's what it says. And this is the reason that the blessings of rain we do in Shemini Yatzer is Tishrei. And the blessings of Talu Pesach, Nisan is in Pesach, which is Nisan. Rain always comes through the arousal of below. We have to stimulate and arouse. Vital and do who sheyoyed do comes down from above on its own. So vaoid chilik by Nisan v'tish. That's one difference between between Nisan and Tishrei, is that whether do we have to provoke it or does it come on its own? There's another difference between Nisan and Tishrei. Da'achayish As I said earlier, both Tishrei and 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 Nisan are both. Rosh, they're both heads, which means they are the beginning of a channel of life, a flow to the world. Like the head is the be- is the beginning of life in the human ex- in the human body. So both of them are a head. Both channel and generate 
a whole new beginning, a whole new flow. But the fl- flow of energy that comes to Rosh Hashanah and Tishrei for the whole year, is measured. It's measured. Shebeklolis, in general, it's a type of energy that is absorbed and enclosed in the creations in their pnimius. We internalize it. And to internalize, being that we're finite and limited creatures, to internalize something, we can only internalize a limited energy, something that is commensurate to, to us. So Hashem, and therefore we say, Hashem judges us all and gives each and every one of us exactly in accordance to what we can handle, what we deserve. So it's a, it's a very detailed form of a hashpa given to each being in accordance to their, to their capacity in accordance to their deservance, and so on and so forth. And that's why it's more like Tishrei, we receive all the blessings for our natural existence. For our natural blessings. Bana chaya children, life, health, um, sustenance. These are all part of the natural realm of existing. So that God decides on Tishrei. Mi yichya, mi yamas, all the stuff that we say in that. But uh, which is the shayrish, the root of the natural order. But when we say Nisan is the roish, the head of months, why is Nisan? Now, Rosh Hashanah, he didn't have to explain it. Everybody knows that Rosh Hashanah we draw down life for the whole year. That's why it's a Yom Hadin, in which we daven for the whole year. Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. We want to be inscribed for a good year. But this, that Nisan, is also like a Rosh Hashanah. And that energy flows in Nisan for the whole year. Unless you learn Hasidus, you don't know that. Nisan, it's Nisan. But we learn Hasidus, say, no, it's a Rosh, it's, the, it's, a, it's, 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 a, it's a Hamshacha for the whole year. But much higher than Tishrei. In what sense... This and all the months receive their energy from Chaydesh Nisan. Where it's compared to a head. Which on the head comes energy to all the limbs of the body. Who is to regarding a whole different thing. This is regarding the drawing forth of the infinite light of God. That's above the world. More shayach to Torah and mitzvahs. There is natural life. And then there is Torah and mitzvahs life. Natural life is life of, as we said earlier, health, children, sustenance, your business, your natural world. But then there is the Torah and mitzvahs world of a yid. When a yid learns Torah and a yid does a mitzvah, he channels the infinite light in the world. We don't see it yet, but we're actually channeling every time. The beginning of that Hamshacha begins in Nisan. Just like Matan Torah really began in Nisan. Creation began in Tishrei, which creation is setting the, setting the, 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 the parameters of nature. Shem creates the natural order. And that's why every year he blesses the natural order or recreates and, 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 and therefore, but it's all within the natural range. And Nisan... The Abishter begins the special relationship with the Jewish people 
Chodesh of Geula, Chodesh of Redemption. Redemption means going out of the natural order. Touching the infinite. How do we bring the infinite in the world? Through Torah Mitzvahs. And what's the first mitzvah? Chodesh Azelachem. Chodesh Nisan. That's the first mitzvah. That's the beginning of the hamshacha, of the flow of beligvul, of the infinite and limitless light. So now, which is above the worlds, which translates into miracles. So even though we, we, we generally, we always davening for Hashem for His blessings in our natural life, from time to time, who doesn't want a miracle? The miracles, the window from where miracles comes from the world is this Shabbos. Rosh Hashanah is when natural blessings come to the world. This Shabbos is when the window opens up for completely new energy that transcends creation and is the source for every miracle that's going to happen in the upcoming year. It's, it makes its way into creation this on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. The word Nisan has the, has the word Nase in it. Miracles. Ashoyrish the Hanog and that's why what happened Taka in the first Nisan, Tzias Mitzrayim miracles. Shem broke all the order. Ashoyrish the Hanog This is the root of the Hanog of miracles. Shalomaylam Ateva. That's beyond nature. And this will also explain that the creation of the world was in Tishrei. What were the two major events? In Tishrei there was what? God creates the world. And then Nisan is Yetzias Mitzrayim. Well, these two events, express the, the, the content of what these two months are. Ki what does Briya Sa'ilam mean? The creation of the world. This that the world was created to be madud, to be measured and to be limited. According to the rules of nature. That's so Hashem is setting nature into motion. On Tishrei, Hashem sets nature into motion. That means He sets a fixed order of rules and regulations. Of a system. Hashem sets up a system. And what's Yetzirah Mitzrayim? He breaks that very system that he created in Tishrei. He exits the system. In other words, he shows us that we're not bound by the system. Yetzirah Mitzrayim. Yetzirah Mitzrayim means exact. Mitzrayim means world. The world is called Mitzrayim. Because Meitzar means narrow. Well, every system is narrow. It's compared to to the infinite possibility that's beyond the system. Every system is called restriction. And limited. Finite. And Yetzias Mitzrayim means to go out of the limitations. Yetzias Mitzrayim is the going out from the constrictions, vahagbalas, and the limitations, the oilam of the world. Through revealing the oir habligvul, through revealing the infinite light. Now, that's very special that we're learning this tonight. Because tonight is Erev Rosh Nisa. Friday night is already Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Tomorrow night. So tonight is already Erev Rosh Chodesh Nisan. So we always know that Erev is the Hachana. So we're learning this. And the Ebishter wanted me to learn this because he froze my brain today. And everything, I was, I, I, I mean, I can, I can, 
I can either look at it from a Tishrei perspective or I can look at it from a Nisan perspective. From a Tishrei perspective, I can say because I traveled this week a lot and I was, I spoke a lot and I gave out all my energy and I, I just couldn't, I just, I was exhausted beyond exhaustion today and everything I tried, it wasn't going, it was like shut down. And then Mamish, like an hour, uh, just by, a little while before the shir, I, it was, I said, you know, I tried that, my, and then I went to this one, I said, this is flowing. Maybe you don't want to, we should learn this one. Now, because the Yetzirah Mitzrayim is the Yetzirah Mitzrayim Vagbal, is the Olam, we're going out from all the limitations of the world. Because of the revelation of the infinite light, it's higher than worlds. Now, and now we'll understand, now the Rebbe is going to say that how these two things actually, which two things? He just now explained to us two differences between Nisan and Tishrei. The first difference was that Tishrei is dependent on our work, and Nisan is a gift from above. The second difference is that Nisan is the head for miracles, for, which is infinite, infinite energy. And Tishrei is the source of finite energy. Now we'll understand that these two things go together. Since Tishrei is dependent on us, we are the stimulators, we trigger, we can only trigger since it's coming from, from a finite place, because we're finite. And therefore, our koiches, when we shake the rope, we can only shake it so high, so strong. So when it goes up, 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 it can only reach a limited place. And therefore, what comes down is a hamshacha, a flow that's shayach to the world, that has a relationship to the world. But Nisan is independent of us. It's God initiating. So God is initiating from His true place which is Ein Sof. He, he triggers it. And being that he has no limits, so therefore, what's flowing is the energy that's limitless. Now, many Mamarach Siddhis, we're learning a Nisan Maimar. And in the Nisan Maimar, it explains the Maila of Nisan over Tishrei. When we learn a Tishrei Maimar, it explains the Maila of Tishrei over Nisan. Each one has its quality. Because ultimately we say, if the Ebrister desires what we should do. But still, now that it's Nisan, the Maila of Nisan is shining. And what's the Maila of Nisan is that when the Ebrister is, 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 is stimulating, it's much higher than when we stimulate. Yes, we can say, these two in Yonim are dependent one on the other. Every hamshacha that comes through a serusa deletata, the arousal from below, which is avoida sanevram, which is the avoida of the creations, umeduda is measured umugbeles, and it is limited lefi oifen amata. According to the, that's why we know the harder you try in Elul, the more work you put in an aseres you make tshuva, you're gonna get the greater hamshacha. The Abish to anile, we say the lashon anile doidi vidoidi li. In equivalent to the Ani Lidodi, you have to put in first. And then Doidili. And, and that's why every person is different. And every year is different. Depending on how deep your Avoda was, that Tishrei. Or that El. But a Nisan, it's unrelated to us. That comes to an Isoyedis from above. Is accordance to the one above. Because it's coming from him. So it's reflecting him. It has his fingerprints on it. 
and he's infinite. So it's an infinite flow. What's coming from us has our character on it. And, and we're finite. So the flow, even though it's a flow coming from Hashem, but since it was as a result of our work, we have our, our flavor, our, our characters impressed upon it. And that's why it's finite. So now we need to understand if this is the case. So we go back to the beginning of the Mimer. He said, if you remember, he brought the Machlokes between Rebbe Leazar and Rebbe Yeshua. If the world was created in Nisan, if the world was created in Tishrei, and what did we resolve? That in thought, the world was created in, in, in Nisan. In actuality, it was created in Tishrei. But in thought. But the question is, how can God even think of the world in Nisan? Nisan is a time of Ein Sof, of infinite. Well, I mean, if Hashem is thinking of the world, means Hashem is think, thinking of a fixed system, which belongs to Tishrei. If, if the Abraham wanted to split the thought of the world and the creation of the world into two set times, so he should have done it like this. First year Tishrei, he will think of the world. And the next year Tishrei, he will uh, create the world. And then we would say, let's say about this year, that this year is 5779. And also 5780. It's both. To the Abishter's thought, it's 5780. And to the Abishter's uh, action, it's 5779. The duality would be not a duality of Tishrei Nisan. It would be a duality of two different years. It would make sense because thinking of the world is only appropriate in Tishrei when, when it's all about the world. Nisan, it's not about the world. Nisan, it's about God. So why is he thinking about a world? Nisan is the Abishta revealing himself. Ain't so. So what's the, what's the concept of a world over here? That's the question. We need to understand. Why did the Abishta have a thought to create the world? What's the shaykhs of creating the world? Which is medida v'hagbala, which is limited. Lenisan, tenisan, gilui oir in Hasidus, we learn all the time that creating the world was not a giloi. was not a revelation where Hashem reveals Himself. Quite on the contrary. Creation comes about through Hashem constricting and hiding and simtsumim, contracting the infinite. Total opposite of what Nisan is. Nisan is all about breaking out of all boundaries and limitations. So how can it be that the germ to create the world the very seed, the nucleus of the world, which is the Abish to thought about it, is the Nisa. What the Rebbe basically does in this mimer, which no one realizes, the Rebbe redefines the cosmos in this, in this mimer. The Rebbe restructures the entire, all of existence in this mimer. The Rebbe is going to explain that creation is not what we think creation is, limits and finite. The real teichen of creation is the gili of the Abish to believable. But the, in order for it to be a real gili of Bli Gvul, the Abishta wants that gili of Bli Gvul to be in Gvul. So he creates a Gvul so that he can reveal his Bli Gvul in the Gvul. So then the real definition, just one minute, I'll explain that in a second. The real definition, Gvul means limit, and Bli Gvul means without limitation. Limitless. So the, the, real, the real meaning of the Gvul is not Gvul. I mean, the real Gvul of the finite is not finite. It's, it's a challenge for the infinite, for the infinite to be able to express the infinite. 
So then, the, then really, then creation is really not finite, because if its whole intention is to be a finite receiver of an infinite, of an infinite uh, giloi, of an infinite source, then its true definition is, the, is it's serving the infinite, not serving the finite, and it's about the infinite. Once you do that, you've already prepared the whole world for Mashiach. Because you're now rewired the definition from its very, very underlying structure. Basically what the Rebbe is doing is he's redefining Tzimtzum Harishon. That Tzimtzum Harishon is not Tzimtzum. It's very, very, he's going very, very deep. And, and the Rebbe does this in a lot of my he, he always goes back to the same Nakud. He, he, he tinkers with the very, very, and in this Indian he goes much deeper than all his predecessors. To do one Indian, this is the ultimate, this is the ultimate revelation that needs to be revealed in order for Mashiach to be here. You need to redefine the symptom. Not just to... I once saw a very interesting letter from one of the old chassidim. He's writing to the chassidim. We can talk a little about the Rebbe now because we're coming to the Rebbe's birthday. Yudal of Nisa. So he writes, this is a chassid going back in the chafs. His name is Ram Paris. It's one of the most beautiful letters. So he writes that, you know, chassidim, we're, we're just totally not getting who we're dealing with. He says, we just don't have any hasaga who we're talking about. We don't understand it. He says, don't you read it? Don't you realize there are seven Rabbeim and this Rebbe corresponds to Shabbos? Which Shabbos is shaloi be'erech higher than the six days of the week. He's the Shvi, kol ha-Shvi and chavivin. Do you realize what's going on? And he says, especially the mechaptzach. He says, especially when we become aware. Verzen and given the zex, he says it in Yiddish. Who were the six? Azelechem beden. Such bears. See that they were the six, and we're saying the seventh. And then he goes on and he says, and he goes, and then he goes to explain this Indian. He says, and Lafi, the way he understands it is that the six were mamshach the oirin soif shalif mehat simtzum, and they they broke the simtzum to be megala the oirin soif that's before the simtzum. That's the avoid of the chabad rabbeim. To bring down Giloy Oyring Tsaif, that's Lifnei HaTzimtzum, that's before the Tzimtzum. To, to blast through the Tzimtzum. He says, but what's the avoid of the seventh? The avoid of the seventh is to redefine the Tzimtzum itself. And that's a whole new dimension. And you see it here in the mind. To redefine the Tzimtzum itself. And that's what I'm saying. The Rebbe is redefining creation. Once he's going to show you that really creation belongs to Nisan, he's if creation belongs to Tishrei, then creation is Taka Gavul. If the creation belongs to Nisan, then the creation is really believable. as infinite. Let's see as we learn. This argument between Rebbe Leazar and Rabbi Yeshua, Remember we had before Rebbe Leazar holds, the world was created in... Um, in, in Tishrei, and Rabbi Yeshua holds the world was created in Nisan. And Rabbi Yehazim and Rabbi Yeshua have the same argument regarding when Moshiach is supposed to come. Rabbi Yehazim, Rabbi Yehazim says, the Nisan nigalu, in Nisan we were redeemed, ube Tishrei asidim ligoyl. The future redemption is going to be in Tishrei. That's Rabbi Yehazim's opinion. Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua holds, the Benisan Nigalu, we were redeemed in Nisan. U Benisan Asidin The first redemption was in Nisan. And the current redemption, 
I used to say up and coming. Now I say the current. The current redemption is going to be a Nisan. And the Tzemach Tzedek says, They are going according to their Shita in the manner of the Geula. How is the Geula going to take place? They both, Tzemach Tzedek explains that the reason why they have this argument, Rabbi Yeshua says in, 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 in Nisan we were going to be redeemed. Rabbi Eliezer says in Tishrei, it's because they both perceive the redemption in a different way. The Rebbe Leezer there's another argument between Rebbe Leezer and Rebbe Yeshua. This is the third argument already between Rebbe Leezer and Rebbe Yeshua, which he's going to state now. What's the th- one was regarding the time of creation. The other one was the time of the redemption. And the third one is, what, is, what does it need in order for the redemption to happen? Rebbe Leezer holds that we're not going to be redeemed unless we do tshuva. Rebbe Leezer Sviedelay, in Yisrael, oysim tshuva negalim. If Yidin do tshuva, we're going to be redeemed. Vimlav e negalim. If we don't do tshuva, we're not being redeemed. That's Rabbi Yezim. And that's why he holds the Betishrei Asid in What's the time of the year that we do tshuva? What's the, what's the tshuva season? Tishrei. And as we said earlier, the whole idea of Tishrei is the Sarusa de Latata. We need to do it. So that's why since Rabbi Yezim holds that we need to do it, we need to do tshuva. And when is the main time of the year that we do, that we stimulate? And why do we do Tishrei? Tshuva. So that's why the Geula, which comes as a result of our, of our Tshuva, is going to take place in Tishrei. That's when the Rambam brings from the Rambam. Tshuva is then re- accepted much stronger than any other time of the year. If so, why Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was in Nisan? Even Rebbe Leezer agrees Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was in Nisan. That's because by Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim we didn't do anything. Now, only, Rabbi Yezor holds only this Geula we have, comes through Tshuva. Then the Jewish people were not capable of doing Tshuva. And Hashem didn't wait for their Tshuva. Hashem just came and took them out. This that the Geula of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was in Nisan. The Geula, Sida, and the future redemption is going to be Betishrei. Betishrei who? They are different in their nature. The Geula of Yitzhiz Mitzrayim was to a revelation from above. Even Rebbe Yezer agrees that was a Nisa. But the Geula, but the future redemption is going to be through Tshuva, which is Avoidah Samshal Yisrael, which is the Avoidah of Yidin. That's what's going to be in Tishrei. Which, by the, which this will also explain, according to Rebbe Yezer, why the, all the previous redemptions weren't lasting. We went out of Egypt, and we fell back into exile. It didn't last. Only this redemption is going to last forever and ever. What's the difference? And the reason is because when we went out of Mitzrayim, we didn't do anything. It was completely a gift from above. And anything that we don't do, as a, that we're gifted, remember I said before, there's a Mila in when we work. The quality of when we work is that it la- connects to us more. Because we work, so we're able to hold on to it. It becomes part of us. When we're gifted with a gift, 
So even though the source of the gift is infinite, but since our holding on to it is not infinite, because it's, it's something that, that we didn't work on, so we're not so much of a keli for it. So that's why we had it for a while, and then it like left us. So that's the reason. And it's called, that's called the nekeva. The redemption was a female redemption. It's called the nekeva. Where do we find that? Chazal say that when we went out of Mitzrayim, we sang shira. Shira is fe- female song. When, we, when Mashiach will come, we're going to sing shir chadash. A new song, male. So physically, the male is stronger than the female. So if you say a female redemption, it means a, li- a weaker redemption. A male redemption means a stronger redemption. So will a boy be, girl, will be born or a girl be, was born? Every, every, every geula is compared to a birth. Gullus is considered to a pregnancy, and, and geula is a birth. So the geula of Mitzrayim was a, was a baby girl, and so was all the other geulas. But the geula of Mashiach is going to be a baby boy. This week's parsha: Isha ki sazriah, the yolda zachar. So the Arachayim HaKadosh says, this week's parsha Tazriah, a woman will give birth, or she will give birth to a boy. So the Arachayim says, that's the neshama of Mashiach. That's what we're talking about. Isha is Knesset Yisrael, that's us. Ki Tazriah, all the work we do in Torah and Mitzvahs throughout the, the Golos, we're Tazriah. And what do we produce? For Yolda Zacha, the neshama of Mashiach, is finally going to be redeemed. And he's called a boy, because he says the Shairish of his neshama is from Alma the Tchura, from the male world. And very strong, and therefore it's going to last forever. Shir Chadash, a male song. Okay? Uh, but, but, but what, but here's the thing. What determines, so this seems to be, you know, where we're, we're giving a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of attention or a lot of, um, a lot of applause to the, to the male. The male is strong. The baby girl it won't last. But in here itself, is the is the is the answer to that as well for the women? What produces a boy? Who produces a boy? The mother, not the father. Isha zacha. Doesn't say ish, even though to create a child, so it's a partnership of father and mother. Yet the the, the boy comes dafka from the mother. Isha So in Chassidus it says it means Isha When we we're the we're the wife of Hashem. Hashem is the male. We're the wife. When we're the ones who are responsible for the redemption, because we do tshuva, we, we, we're doing the work, then the older Zachar, it's going to be born a boy, which means it's going to last forever. All the other redemptions came as a gift from above. It was Ishmazriah. The man was the one who was Mazriah. The Gemara says, Ishmazriah tchilo yaledes nekeva, that the gender of the child is determined in, 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 the, in, in a child. In regarding is, is, in the, is in the conception of the child, if it's if the man or the woman is the one that is the first in their transmitting of, of the seed. So the Gemara says, Ish, Ish When a man, then then it's going to be a, a, a boy, a girl. The man is, and the, there's a whole mimer in the Alter Rebbe this week in the parsha to explain this in. Why does it cross? Why is the man responsible for the girl and the girl respond and the woman responsible for? For the boy. That's the way it is. But in any case, in, in matters of what it matters over here, we're saying like this. Rebbe Leezer holds that the Nisan, the first redemption was when the Nisan. But that's the, but why? Because it didn't come from us. It came from God. 
That's why it was what? That's why it was a girl, didn't last. However, the next, the up-and-coming condition is going to come from the woman. It's going to come from our tshuva. Because it's going to come from our tshuva, it's going to be a boy, it's going to last. That's Rabbi Yezra. And the future redemption is going to be an eternal redemption. Where there's no exile afterwards. A male. When the man has to stimulate, then what? It's going to be in a keva. A girl. We turn over the page. But when the woman is the one who's it's going to be a boy. What does Rabbi Yeshua hold? Rabbi Yeshua holds both redemptions, the past and the future, are both going to be a Nisan. Not with money will you be redeemed. It means you don't have to pay for the redemption. God promised and He's going to do it. Not dependent on anything related to us. Not with tshuva and good deeds. And Rabbi Yeshua says, even if the Jewish people don't do tshuva, the geula is going to come. That's why Rabbi Yeshua holds the benisa nasid and ligoyl, that the geula is going to be in Nisan. Because Nisan is the time when we get a free lunch. Because Nisan is the time when Hashem is giving un- unconditionally. But if that's the but you can have a question. If it's going to happen again from the Abishters, so then why, how is it going to be a male? Why is it going to be a boy? Then it has to be a girl. Remember we said every time that we need to produce together, us and God, but He is the one in the main production, then it's a girl. And a girl means it's not lasting. And we know that the future redemption is going to last. If so, you're going to have the question, why is the, the future redemption going to be an eternal redemption? It's going to be a male. Even though the future redemption is also going to be from a revelation from above. It's because the revelation that's about to hit us now in the future, re- in, the, in the redemption, in the current redemption. I keep on translating his Gula Asida, not Gula Asida, but current. Okay? Let's do that. And the current redemption is going to be what? It's going to come It's going to come from such a high place. Here, an amazing thing. Because the future redemption is going to come from God, but such a high place from God, he's not bound by the rule. You know which rule he's not bound? That when the man is the one who's, who's the dominant one, who's, that, that it creates a girl. That's from within a certain, from within a certain uh, system. But when it's coming from totally beyond the system, from somewhere so high, then from there, even when the male is the one that's Mazria first, it will still be a boy, not a girl. Where do we find that? Like it says in the Pasuk, yeah, there's a Pasuk that says this. And they will say in the future, Ish, the ish yuladba. That even though it's ish, it's going to be a, the, the birth is going to come in the future from ish. It's going to come from the man. God is going to do it, not we. It's going to be an ish that's going to do it. But who is going to be born? Not an isha, an ish yuladba. 
a boy is going to be born, a man is going to be born, not a girl in a sense. Why? And the Pasuk explains why. Because, because it's going to be established from a very high place. In the end of page, in the end of the first chapter of Tzadik Ches, it's going to come from such. It's going to be established from such a high place. That when the giloy, when the revelation is from a very high place, that he's going to establish it from a very high place. Azai then ish ish yulad. The gam kishe ish mazriat chila. Even when the man is mazriat first, noilad ish, it gives birth a man, which is a, which, which is a zachar, which is a permanent redemption. Because it's gonna, that means that the geula from Mitzrayim was not from such a high place. And since the geula from Mitzrayim was not such a high place like the geula of Mashiach, it had certain boundaries. And what was its boundary? Its boundary was that since it was coming from God, it, we couldn't have it forever. We had it for a couple of hundred years, then we lost it. But the Chiddush of Mashiach is, it's going to come from such a high place, that even though it's going to be coming from Hashem, it's still going to be a boy, it's still going to last forever. It's Tzadach Lahav, and we need to understand. So now the Rebbe is asking a big question. The Rambam Paskets. That what? Regarding to the manner of the redemption, we have a psak halacha in Rambam. The Rambam paskins like Rebbe Yezer, not like Rebbe Yeshua. That what? The Rambam says that the geula is dependent on tshuva. That Yidin are only going to be redeemed with tshuva. The good news is that the Rebbe said we did this already. Whatever tshuva was necessary, we've done it already. The problem with the Jewish people is they don't believe what, 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 we just, what I just said. We've done already. The Rebbe says that's not something that we don't understand. Not because there's lacking in tshuva. The Rebbe said it again and again and again. And he knows that the Jewish people did the tshuva they needed to do to bring the giyula. It's done already. Why he's not here? Is a question. Not because it's still dependent on Shuvah. The Friediger Rebbe, the sixth Chabad Rebbe, said, if we do Shuvah now, Mashiach will come. We do Shuvah, Mashiach will come. But the Rebbe said that from when the Friediger Rebbe said it, another 50 years passed, in which the whole Shuvah movement started, and the Jewish people, thousands of Yidin came back and did Shuvah. That's enough. We did Shuvah. Oh, so, but, we still know that what? But if we say that we, En Yisrael Negalim Elobet then according to the Rambam, the Geul is supposed to be in Tishrei. But we know it's not that way. Rambam doesn't talk about it, but still we know it's accepted that what? That Nisan Negalu, that the Geul is going to be a Nisan. So how do we, how are we now grabbing both ends? On the one end we're saying that, the, that Mashiach will only come in Tshuva. But on the other hand, we paskin that the Gula is going to be in Nisa. We just established that if the Gula is going to be in Tishrei, it's because it's only if we have to do Tshuva. That's going to be in Tishrei. 
if the Gula comes for free, then it's a Nisa. But we're saying now that we're, we're accepting both. We say that we have to do Tshuva. And without Tshuva, we're not, we're not going to be redeemed. But on the other hand, we're saying that, wow, that, the, that, that, that the Geula comes in Nisa. So it doesn't seem to fit. It's a contradiction. Because if the Geula, I know we did it already, but in concept, we're supposed to do that the Geula requires Tshuva. And if the Geula comes from Tshuva, it's supposed to be in, 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 in Tishrei. And why do we paskin that the Geula is going to be in Nisa? Halacha, the Geula is going to be in Nisa. This is a psak halacha in Chasidus. It's not a psak halacha in Rambam. But it's a psak in, in many Maimorah Chasidus. That the Medrish seems to be leaning the Sosam Kedas Rabbi Yeshua. In other words, there are places where it's brought a machloikis, but there are in other places where the Medrish does not bring a machloikis. And the Medrash just says plain, Benisa Nigalu, Benisa Nasidan Ligoil. And since the Medrash doesn't tell us arguments over there, is a sign that the accepted, uh, um, ver, um, the, 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 what, what we finally accepted in the end, is that the Gula belongs to Nisa. The Benisa Nasidan Ligoil at the time of the redemption is in Nisa. The Ashloim Ahabir we can explain the explanation of this. Apim Bitanya, according to what it says in Tanya, Yuvaldi. Shekol hagiluyim de la'asid lavoi. The Altarebbe lays out a fundamental, a fundamental principle. What's the fundamental principle the, the Altarebbe says? That all the giluyim of la'asid lavoi, all the revelations of Mashiach, tluyim b'maseinu v'avodiseinu b'meshech z'man ha'golos. Everything that's going to be revealed when Mashiach comes is dependent on everything we do during the time of exile. In other words, according to the Alter Rebbe, exile is a time that we're planting seeds. And Moshiach is a time when we reap the fruits from what we planted during exile. Now hold it. Does Rabbi Yeshua agree with that or not? Rabbi Yeshua says that what? That you don't have to do tshuva. That means it's not dependent on what we do. But the Alter Rebbe says clearly that, and he doesn't seem to say this in an argument. He says that everything of Mashiach is not a new thing. Mashiach is everything we've produced during the Golas. So how do we reconcile the two? What? No, we're going to see that whatever we accomplish is not taken out limited. We'll see soon. The Indians that will be this lechal. You're right, you're touching on something very um, that he's going to talk about. The Indians that will be this lechal adeus. Even Rabbi Yeshua agrees that the reason there is a gullus before, before the geula is because we need, we, we need to do the work to produce the geula. Oh. So how do we fit? According to Rabbi Yeshua, Yes, Rabbi Yeshua holds that our maisim and our avoida during the time of gullus will produce the revelations of the future, who? It's not that they have the potency to produce it. In other words, it's, it's our work during the time of exile that's needed to produce the Giyula. But what makes it potent, what makes our work be able to produce such a ginormous Geula, like the Geula that's going to be when the when Mashiach comes, 
is because within our work that we're doing lies not our power, lies God's power. The giloi, the revelation from above. So really Rabbi Yeshua is saying, Mashiach is so unbelievable, it's not nothing, it's something that we can't produce. It has to come from God. But yet we have to do it. So how do we, if we can't do it, how do we do it? In our work that we're doing, we're going to see soon, lies God's power, not our power. And that's why, and that's why, even Rabbi Yeshua, who places the Geula in Nisan, agrees that it's dependent on our work for 2,000 years. Now, based on this concept, we can also explain how we reconcile the Rambam, who says that what? That the Geula will only come when we do tshuva. And at the same time, he says that Mashiach is coming in Nisan. Not he says, but it's accepted that Mashiach is coming in Nisan. He says a gewaldige thing. When we say that when Mashiach, the Rambam says, Ein Yisrael Negolim Elo B'tshuva. The Rebbe's Chiddush over here is unbelievable. Rambam says, Ein Yisrael Negolim Elo B'tshuva. But the Rambam also says something. It doesn't, hold it. If that's the case, if the Rambam passing is Ein Yisrael Negolim Elo B'tshuva, so how does the Rambam say we have an obligation on Imam and Be'amun HaSholeimah? Be'biyasa Mashiach. How do you know? The Rambam says that if someone doesn't believe that Mashiach will come, the person is a koifer. He's a non-believer. But hold it, if it's dependent on us, if we don't do tshuva, we're not getting it. And we know that the Ebershter gave us Bechira, free choice. So what happens if we, if we never choose to do tshuva, chas v'shal? We can't have the giyula. So how can you say that we have to believe with certainty? Maybe, yeah, maybe no. The Rambam says these words, Hifticha Torah, the Torah promises, She Yisrael Oysen Tshuva, that Yidin will do Tshuva. No, yeah, it's dependent on Tshuva, but the Torah makes a promise that Yidin not going to do Tshuva. The Rambam says that the Torah promises that the Jewish people will do Tshuva. We have a promise from above that the Yidin will do Tshuva. So even though it's dependent on Tshuva, Yet we have a promise from God or from the Torah. The Torah promised us that Yidin will do tshuva. But hold it. We have free choice. We know that God doesn't meddle with free choice. So how can the Torah promise something? It's one thing that the Abishter doesn't control. Our choices. So how can we make a promise that in the end we will do tshuva? So we'll see. How can we reconcile these two things? Because this that Yidin are going to do tshuva in the end of the Golos, the, the Ramam says, the Rebbe is going to be emphasized very strong, this Miyad, we're going to see soon later. The type of tshuva that the Yidin are going to do in the end of their Golos, the tshuva that we're talking about, because even though we're doing tshuva, but inserted in that tshuva is the koyach of the revelation from above, in the Nisan, which is the idea of Nisan. Now it explains that, it's tact, in other words, you're right, Rebeliezer's tshuva, what Rebeliezer was talking about, a tshuva that comes completely from us, the tshuva is coming from us. It's our tshuva. So according to him, it belongs in Tishrei. The geula comes in Tishrei. 
But the Rambam's tshuva is different than Rebbe Yezer's tshuva. The Rambam's tshuva is not im Yisrael oisim tshuva negolem, if not, not. The Rambam's tshuva is a tshuva of if ticha Torah, that Torah which is coming from above, promises that we're going to do tshuva, even though it's our tshuva. And we're going to see soon, it's a full free choice. It's, it's going to be tshuva like tshuva, which comes from us. But at the same time, as we're going to see how we're going to reconcile these two, it's, 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 it's coming from above. We're doing tshuva, but it's coming from above. Since it's coming from above, even though it's coming through our tshuva, it belongs in Nisan, because Nisan is the time for everything that comes from above. Yeah, obviously it doesn't have to know, because there's many, many, many places that prove that, that after Mashiach comes, the rest of Yidin are going to do tshuva. There has to be a certain tshuva that needs to be done before. Yeah, that's a litvish amaisa. No, but this idea that we say that when Sheikh, no, when I, no, this, no, but this is what people keep on threatening that. Ooh, I hear that all the time. I want to, uh, no, I'm saying no. I mean to say that people are always saying this thing that when the future comes, four fifths of the Jewish people are not going to be redeemed. That happened before, but but we shouldn't put it on the future. No, it doesn't apply to the future. It doesn't apply to this giyula. And this giyula, no Jew will... Avram Fried already changed that. No Jew will be left behind. Every Jew is going out. Even the Jews that support BDS, even the Jews that, you know, who are the, the farthest... Yidden that are like completely self-hating Jews, if you call them. Removed from everything. Even they're going to come back. Every, Erev Rav too. Yeah, because no more Erev Rav anymore. Everybody's being elevated. All Jews. All Jews. The Rebbe never spoke about Erev Rav. I know a lot of rabbis do, but the Rebbe never spoke about it. There must be a reason for it. He's been... But you see, these rabbis are looking at the Torah before the rabbis, before the rabbi took care of all these things. They're right. They're looking at it from the Torah without the rabbi. The rabbi changed, changed the very rules that these rabbis are talking about. He sweetened all the judgments. Just like the, just like the Baal Shem Tov sweetened all the judgments, the Lubavitcher Rebbe sweetened all the judgments. So therefore, you know, he showed us that every Jew is a Yid. And we shouldn't say, you know, once you, once you walk around with the air of Rav idea, you can actually go and spit, and, and, and spit every Jew out. Yeah, I don't like this guy. Air of Rav. Air of Rav. Ah, oh, chas We don't do that. Ali Yidin. You grab a Jew, you put on filling with him. Fix him. That's it. In. No more air of Rav. And even if he doesn't put on film, if he, if he gets angry when you ask him to put on film, that too is a sign he's Jewish. Also, no air of Rav. So, <laughs> uh, we, we, we do a tikkun and all these yidn. The Yuvenzal Pima the Issa Bemedrish. This will be on the stuff. But what does this mean? So, the main mimer is going to explain this idea. It's a Gavaldic idea. How we can do tshuva. Oh, well, by the way, I want to tell you a cool story. I want to hear a really cool story. Regarding to what he mentioned over here. He mentioned over here that the whole 
he mentioned over here that the, the, the geluyim of Yamoisa Mashiach, the revelations that are going to happen in Mashiach's world, is tuluyim, is dependent, and our work, it's dependent on our work during the whole time of Golos. That's what he mentioned. And that's a quote from Tanya, chapter, chapter 37 in Tanya. And then the Alter Rebbe goes, explain why. So he explains what I explained Shabbos by the Kiddush this week. This past Shabbos. That the way we elevate the world is we have to elevate Klipas Noiga. And once we elevate Klipas Noiga, which is the entire world, all of his things, the Shalish Klipas Atmeis, the three impure Klipas are going to lose their, 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 their source of energy and they're going to fall to the side. They're automatically going to collapse, they're going to fall because they're going to suffocate because they're not going to have any life. And that's what we're seeing. As I mentioned, Chavez, I was talking all about it, how we're seeing it in the world today. That Klipas Noiga is being elevated, like the concept of the Chazar being elevated. And that the, but the left foot of it is being amputated and upgahakt and getting moving. That's what I discussed on Shabbos. And so this, this week when I went to New York and I spoke in, in Crown Heights for that the women event, I used this as a germ of my talk. This, this whole idea. And I explained this whole idea of Klipas Naya being elevated. I just wanted to show where we're seeing that Mashiach is happening in the world these days. Whatever it says in Tanya, it, it, it says in the newspapers. The, the two are, are, are evening out. Fine. They gave me 40 minutes to speak. And, and I also wanted to speak a lot about Kabbalah's Prey Mashiach and what that means. So I tried to concentrate. But in the end, it ended up that my talk regarding the current events and what's happening ended up being about 32 minutes. It left me only with about seven, eight minutes to talk about, I should say, more panemius diginyanim that has to do more with our avoda as opposed to. So when I left, when I left, the, the people loved it. The place was, it was really like, wow, everybody really loved it. But when I left, I myself was feeling a little bad because I felt that maybe I spent too much time in. In discussing the world, the world events as opposed to more, more in Yanim of Benegate Yidden and their Avoda and so on. Okay. So then later, when I went back to the place I was staying by my sister's house, I opened up the Rebbe's letters. Just to, I wanted to get some kind of a feedback. Just I wanted to get feedback. So I open up, and the letter says, Yeratsin something that the Divri Yisoyedus, the Yisoyedus that you spoke. Uh, should, 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 should have its effect, and boom, 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 and, and, it goes in, and then he starts talking all about a Mayon, and our place is Mayon, that the Mayon has to be connected to the Mayon, on the one hand, means to the very, very root, but on the other hand, it has to go out chutza, and whatever, very nice. And then, but this was like, this was the clincher. In the end, he says, this that you write, that when you're teaching Tanya, you feel like that from Perek, Lamed, Hey, and Tanya, he's beginning to speak very deep in Yanim. V'chulu. That means, and therefore, you don't want to teach further. Kedai, the Rebbe says. It's Kedai that at least when you're teaching Tanya, it's worthy, it's fitting, you should at least learn till after Perek Lamed Zion. Because it's an Indian Kloli B'yoyser. It's a very general, important topic. And it could be understood even B'shitchias, even on a, on a, on a, on a light level, um, even L'fnei Balabatim, even for people that are not well versed in Hasidus, you can explain this idea. And that was it. So I figured, my whole speech, where I spent 30 minutes, was explaining 
the chapter Lamed, Zion, and Tanya. That's the parak that I spoke, explaining this idea of Klippas Noiga being elevated, the three impure Klippas being cut off. How many places does it say in the Rebbe's entire set of letters that Perik Lamed Zion is a very important chapter? <laughs> so it was, it was a tremendous relief. I opened, I realized, I said, am I kidding you? He says, Perik Lamed Zion is an important chapter. Yeah, that was a nice moment. Let's continue inside. It's understood based on what it says in the Medrash. Marshal a melech, it is a marshal to a king. The Medr says that the marshal of a king, and he had, a, he had, a, he was in love, and to his bride that he loved so much, he showed her so much love that he first he called her my daughter. Then he called her my sister. He loved her so much. imi he called her his mother. So this is the relationship the king with this, with this woman. And he shows her every form of infection, of affection. Affection as a daughter, affection as a sister, and affection as a mother. It is explained in the Drushim. These three in Yonim, of Biti and Achoisi and Imi, my daughter, my sister, my mother, Hem Keneged Gimel Regalim, correspond to the three Yamim Tevim. Yidden were then in a situation where we were, we were naked in the sense that we didn't have any spiritual qualities, any, any virtue. So the geula came throughout, through a gilui from above. Pesach was completely from God because we, we had nothing. Like we say in the, in the Haggadah. The Eibishter appeared to us himself and he redeemed us. So then, so on Pesach we're called God's, Hashem's daddy's girl. Right? We're the Eibishter's girl, his, his, his daughter. The Basu, the daughter is a Makabal, she's a recipient. The idea is that she doesn't have anything of her own. She's completely a recipient from her father. And he's only receiving, it's funny that he turns back to male language. Meaning because we're talking about Yidden then, that's why he goes back. It's Makabal, everything we give him from above, we're not, we're, we're not giving anything, we're just receiving. Then a few months later, Two months later, when we got to Shavuos. So by Shavuos already, we were already elevated, and we were able to put some input. Then the relationship changes from daughter to sister. Hashem says, you're my sister. Because what the Torah does to us, we become we become Hashem's brothers and Hashem's friends, which means we become equals. Why? Very simple. What, what is mitzvahs? Mitzvahs are the 248 limbs of the king. So when we do the mitzvahs, our limbs become equal to God's limbs. Hashem does mitzvahs, we do mitzvahs. What's Torah? Torah is God's mind. 
when we learn Hashem's Torah, we assimilate His mind into our mind, so we're standing face to face. We become, we're not recipients, because even though the Torah mitzvahs we receive from Him, we, come, we become like Him. A Yid and the Abish to become like each other. A Yid becomes a brother to Hashem, or a sister. And that's on Shavuos, we're elevated. So on Pesach, we don't have anything. We're just a recipient of God's kindness, we're a daughter. That's what the Medrash means, daughter. On Shavuos, we're upgraded to be sister, equal. In general, through Torah, we become one with the Ebershter. And as we know what Chazal says, Yidin the Ebershter and Torah are one. That means through the Torah, Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu become one. Through this, that Yidin are one with the Torah, they become one with the Ebershter. Good. So that is Pesach. We don't do anything. We're receiving. Shavuos, we're equal to, the, to, to God. We're standing on the same level. And guess what happens on, on, on Tishrei? In Yom Kippur. We do tshuva, we become God's mother. That means we're giving him. Now we're equal. We rise above the level called Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Val yadei hatshuva through tshuva. Shalomai lamahatayra tzadik tes. Through tshuva, that's higher than tayra. Nikra and b'shem imi. We're called the Eved to call us imi mother. Shehei mashpiim kiviyachol ba Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That the Yidden are being mashpiach into the Ebershter. Like it says, Go out and see the daughters of Tzion. In the King Shlom, the King Shlom is referring to God. Benoist Tzion is us, the Nishamis. We should go look at the Ebershter. I'm sorry, the crown that his mother gave him. Who's his mother? We, Knesset Yisrael, are his mother. On the day of his wedding. But that's not Shavuos. The day of his wedding is Yom Kippur when we got the second Luchas. That's called the day of the wedding. It says in the Mishnah, that the day of the wedding is Yom Kippur. Were you with me the whole time? Good. Do we have, an, do we have, we have another copies there? I predicted there would be six people here today. <laughs> we even did it. Oh, baby, proved me wrong. We have to make another one. Dal yadei hatshuva de yaimaki purim. Dal yadei hatshuva de yaimaki purim. Through the tshuva of Yom Kippur, what happens? The biyaimaki purim ushleimus hatshuva is the is the ultimate of tshuva. Yidn make a crown to the Abishter. Page Tzadik Tess. Yidn make a crown to the Abishter. Our Tshuva Yim Kippur makes the Abishter a crown. Now, whatever happens on Yom Kippur takes place in a very hidden place. Whatever happens on Yom Kippur takes place in a very hidden place. And um, it reveals itself on, on Sukkot. Sukkot Be'ikr is not a new Yom Tif. 
Sukkot is not a new Yom Tov. Sukkot is a revelation. Sukkot is a revelation of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So it says in the Pasuk, Bakesa liyom chagenu. Whatever is Bakesa, whatever is concealed on, 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 on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, liyom, where does it become revealed? On Chag, Chagenu on Sukkot. L'chein ikere inyan de'imi hi besukkot. Sukkot, we are called the Abishta's mother. Okay. These are the three levels. Pesach, we're Bas, we're called the Abishta's daughter. Shavuos, we're becoming equals. And through Tshuva, we rise above. Because it says, we, we, learn, we learn in Chassidus all the time, that through Tshuva, lifnei havaya titaru. First of all, you say, come the Abishta's mother. What does it mean, the Abishta's mother? It means the level of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, which is called the Sphirois. Kaddish Baruch Hu is the Sphirois. Through tshuva, we, we rise beyond the spheroids, because in the in the in the in the spheroids there was a pagam through our chasvashal misdeeds. In order to fix it, we have to go beyond the spheroids. We have to go to the orin seif that's higher than the spheroids, and that comes by revealing the panemius of our heart. We serve Hashem on, on Rosh Hashanah and Kippur not from our intellect, not from our emotions, but from our very being itself. Which we, we 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 connect at a very essential core level. And therefore, that rises, that raises us up to be connected to the Oyrein Tzayif that's higher than the Sviraiz. So therefore, we're called the mother to the Sviraiz, Ta'kadish Baruch. And that's the idea. We become higher than the Ebershter calls us his mother. Fine. But now it's Mavua Badrushim. It's explained in the Maimorim. Shagula Benisan. So now it's explained. So it says in the, in the Maimorim that when we say when the future redemption is also going to be in Nisan. Which Nisan is a time of what? When we're receiving from above. That means that the Geula Asida, we're going to be again a daughter. In the, up, in the up and coming redemption, or in the, I'm sorry, in the current redemption. What, what, what do we say? It's going to be what? It's also going to be, um, it's going to be from above. We spoke earlier. That's why it's happening in Nisan. That means we're going to be again. We're going to be again a daughter. Even though Nisan is Pchenaz Biti, which is lower than Achoisi, lower than my sister, and lower than my mother. And, but so how can it be? Geula Asid is the highest thing. And suddenly we're going, to be, we're going to fall down again. We're going to be again the daughter. The future redemption is the highest. How can it be that in the future redemption we're going to be de- demoted from mother? We've already reached the level of mother, and suddenly we're going to be demoted and become again the daughter. And the answer is that even though there's a tremendous, so my marim in Chasidus it explains that even though there's a tremendous maila, there's a tremendous quality of being sister and mother, but that too has its limitation. What's the limitation? As he says, the Tzemach Tzedek explains. That the mile of the quality of sister and mother, kshura adam is connected to the quality, the existence, and the virtue, let's say, of the person who's doing the avodah. Through you learning Torah, nasa achla You become a brother to Hashem. You attach yourself to Hashem. Or, through you doing tshuva, the person becomes a mashpia to the Abishta. But it's all related to what? To the mitzias of the person. 
וכן על ידי עבודת החוסי ואימי, הוא מגיע, he arrives, ונעשה אוך ואם, you become a brother and you become a mother, רק לדרגס האור ששייך להשתלשלוס. So you're connecting, but which level are you connecting? You're connecting to a level of God that has some kind of a shaykhis to the worlds. And therefore, your avoda as a, whatever you are, no matter how refined and great you are, can attach yourself to it. Not only that, you can even transcend it. But it's what? An oyer, a light, that has some kind of a shaykhis, some kind of a, some kind of a connection to the worlds. Metziyas adam ishtalshlus means the existence of the person. What's the maila of biti? The quality of being a daughter means that you're just a recipient. So it's, 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 not, it's not emphasizing in any way you. You completely fade. There's no, there's no metzias over here. And if there's no metzias, there's nothing to limit it. Because you're just, when, you're, when you're just an empty vessel, anything can, anything can flow. The quality of being a daughter that has nothing of its own. You're only a recipient. So then again, as we said earlier, when things are coming from above, what did we say earlier? The sky is, the, the sky is not the limit. There is no limit. The quality over here is the union of bittel. Bittel means the, 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 the non-metzias. The mila over here, the quality over here is that you're not. And we know that bittel allows for a limitless revelation that has no, no end. And through bittel, you reach into what? Into the essence of the Oyrein Soif, which has no shaykhs to the worlds at all, which is infinitely transcending creation. And that's the reason why Nisan, we're going to be redeemed. When we are a Bas, when the future redemption is going to be a revelation of the essence of the Oyrein Soif. Not the lights that have some relationship to the creation, but it's going to be the essence of the infinite. Which is somewhere that you, no matter how sophisticated, correct, how beautiful, how refined, how elevated, how hard you work, it can't be connected to anything other than God. And therefore, no matter how developed and how much you've reached, you're never, you're infinitely far from that. So the only, the only thing that matters on that level is Bittl. Because where there is Bittl, then you're leaving room for the Eberstadt to do his thing. From whichever level he wants. And if he wants to emanate from his very self, or he wants to descend from his very self, that too can happen. The gilu is why they are bittel. This, this gilu comes through bittel. And that's why Taka by Mashiach it says, the quality of Mashiach is bittel. The zer shebe Mashiach ksev, and that's why it says by Mashiach, he's a poor man riding on a donkey. The poor represents what? This bittel. In other words, he's not showing his qualities. It's the bittel that he has. Oni daika dafka oni. Pchenas biti, which is the idea of biti. The idea of being a bas, yes. Oh, that he's coming on a cloud. But it seems like even when he comes in an Shamaya, it's still oni, there's still, that pasik still has to be fulfilled. In, 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 so there is a, yes, what? Doesn't explain the donkey. Explains the ani, the poor man. 
Yes, Loimar, Shema Hatamim al Well, obviously, if in 2019 he shows up on a donkey and not in a Porsche or a Ferrari, so that's part of his being an Ani. He's a poor man that's coming on a donkey. The fact that he's okay riding on the donkey, right? We can say, what? Oh, that's what's the, he says the donkey was always the poor man's horse. A rich man rode on a horse. A poor man came with his, you know, with his donkey. We can say, but now we're getting a little confused. If we're saying that what? The Geula Asida seems to be coming from somewhere so high, so deep, so great, so infinite. We can't touch it. We can't reach it. We can't stimulate it. All we can do is be, be totally nullified and humble and nothing to it. So why did we say earlier that our Avoda, that our Tshuva is going to accomplish it? And what did we say earlier that it's dependent on Maseinu Vavadiseinu Kozman Meshachagolos? That the time of the, that we, that all of our work that we've done. And the emphasis is that's why the Altar added two words. It's interesting. Why does he say it's dependent on the Avoda during the time of Golos? Why not? It's dependent on the Avoda during all the years. From Avram Avinu, or at least from Matan Teira, until all of Teira Mitzvah is an for Mashiach. So why did the Alter Rebbe says Why Dafka the Golos? And what's with the time when the Beis Amigdash was standing? And the answer is exactly what are you saying? The answer is that he's going to explain the difference between the Avoda during the time of Golos and the Avoda during the time when the Beis Amigdash was standing is when the Beis Amigdash is standing there's a lot of us in the Avoda. Because the Beis Amigdosh helped us be all we can be. Help us be really spiritually developed and sensitive. And, and therefore, when we were doing our, we were achieving in Yiddishkeit, there was a strong projection of the one that was doing. Because it involved our understanding. Our, in Golos, we're so tzeshmetert, we're so broken, and we're so crushed, and we're so undeveloped. And we don't have the abilities to, right? And yet we're at Torah and mitzvahs. So our avodah is an avodah of bittel, not an avodah of self. And that avodah of bittel take is the avodah that, 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 that stimulates the giyula. Because dafka bittel can reach the orin saif that is lamaylam and shtalshalis completely. Let's read it in, in the words that he uses. Shematam and malzeshalagiliyum dulo asad lavi tuluyum b'maseinu vavadiseinu. Bismana goluz dafka, we begin in sif hey. Dafka in the time of exile, who? Ki'in yin ha-bittl lu be'ikr ba'avoydeh sh'bizman ha-golos. The inyan of bittl is dafka in the avoydeh during the time of exile. Ki'mevu'a b'makam achar, as explained elsewhere. The ba'avoydeh sh'bizman ha-bayis. And the avoydeh, when the Beis HaMidish was standing. Me'kivon sh'hoya oz ha-sagas elokus. Then there was a time when Yidin had great comprehension in the divine. And then that happened all year long. And when they went up three times a year at the pilgrimage holidays, and they went up Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot, they had not only understanding in the divine, but actually vision. They were able to see God three times a year. You should see. You should be seen and, and see. 
When a person appreciates and understands Getlachkeit, and when he can see it, so uh, it makes the person into a very great, elevated human being. And therefore, when he's serving God as a result of that, there is a, the quality of the human being is being, is being, um, is being uh, displayed. In the time of Golos, and in Golos itself, the main hachana for Mashiach is the last generations, especially the last, last generation. And primarily the, the, the generation of the last, last ikvayim of, of Mashiach. The avoide is in Bittel. Why are we doing mitzvahs today? Not because of us. It's because of the Abishter. It's because of God. We don't understand. We don't know. And we, we're still at it. That's because there's some, something pushing us beyond us. And we do it. We do it because, just because. It's not because of that our, who we are, is what's is what's is what is what's bringing out the mitzvah, causing us to do it. Yashla, yeah. Yeah. We're going to be in a bittul, but it's going to come as a result of the bittul and the galut. I guess because of the practice in Golas of Bittel, that Bittel is going to carry over even into the base of Mikdash. Yeah. We can say, This is unbelievable. I actually said this last year, two years ago, in a shir called Daddy's Girl, Pasha's Baloischa, because I did a synopsis in that shir of a different mimer, which he speaks about these three levels, Biti, Achoisi, and Imi. And he, and, he, and, and, and he says the same exact word. So when I looked at this today, I said, hey, did I teach this mimer? Uh, so then I said, no, I'm going to check the, that mimer. I checked and I said, hey, Takis says, this v'yesh loimer, and there, the same Nakuda says in both mimer. And actually over there in the footnotes, he reference you to look barucha in this mimer. V'yesh loimer, we can say, da koyach sheyesh bedoiris elu. The koach that we have in our generation. Lamoid b'chol hanes yoinais to withstand all the tests and tribulations. They didn't have such hard tests. The Rebbe is the first, the first individual, I think, who also took another concept in Yiddishkeit and turned it upside down. In the rest of the world, it is accepted that the generations keep on getting lower and lower and lower and lower. And that's also true. The Rebbe also agrees to that. But the Rebbe sees the generation of the Jewish people getting deeper and higher and higher and higher and higher. And that every generation we're so much greater than we were before. Why? Because, he's explaining over here, in the earlier generation they didn't have such tests. They had difficulties in doing mitzvahs. They had oppression. But they didn't have such, such a world that was so coarse and so dismissive and so... Uh, and so the Nisayan is Yoinis that 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 are as he says, Don't be afraid of those that will laugh at you. 
and the coldness. It's a very, very big Nisayan. And especially when you think about all the young children today. And I got so much Nisayanist that is so much bigger than ever before. Internally. So, but, but then how is the generation still at it? How is it that we have all these Yidin keeping Torah and Mitzvahs? Yeah, okay. People struggle, but they're, they're, they're at it. And the answer is that when a person is Oymid bin Isayin, and the Rebbe says basically those generations couldn't handle it. We have big Nisayinists because we can handle it. It doesn't make any sense. We're much smaller than them. Yeah, but that's precisely it. In the early generations, their Yiddishkeit had a lot to do with them. And, um, and since your Yiddishkeit has to do with, the, with you, it's coming from you, from your mind, from your understanding, then your koach to overcome obstacles is only commensurate with what? With, with yourself. With how strong you are. So the Ebershta has to keep the Nisayan to an Nisayan that, that is challenging to you. But in our generation, our avod is not coming from us. The koyach that would something what's what's happening through us is the Eberster's desire that we should serve him, not us. It's a bittel that we all have. It's a, it's a, it's the bittel why that we have that we're that's God's power. God is infinite, and since God is infinite, he can he can take the highest challenge. So even if there is the biggest nisyanus in our generation, we're able to withstand it because our, our whole approach to Avaida is not from us, but from Him. It doesn't mean that He's doing it. It's we're doing it. But we're doing it with, from our etzam aneshama that's bottled to the Abishter, and therefore the engine that's driving us is God, not us. As he says, that the person is intensifying his koiches. His seichel. Ki even shekachoyse vem bin medida v'agbala. We don't have, we don't have any, understand, any idea of how Yidin, in back a thousand years, you know, they were great philosophers, thinkers, two thousand, you know, they had like great, great minds. And whenever they had a test, they were using their own mind to like work their way through it. They had strong love and fear, and they used their love of God and fear of God. Who has love and fear today? We go with the street. I mean, we're just simple people. Just add it. Why do we do mitzvahs? Because we cannot not do it. We don't even know why. Why do we show up to shul? What is a, what is a bacher today, 18, come to shul? Every day he comes. He has love and fear of God. He has an understanding, an intellectual understanding. He's at it. Why? Because he cannot not. What's that? That's bittel. That's an ashama Indian. The neshama is connected to the Eibishter in this absolute bittel. And if it's, it's a neshama Indian, it's really, it's really Eibishter, it's not us. It's, it's that infinite power of a God that's that stubbornness, that's there, that doesn't let us go. A human's kaiches are limited. We have things that we can't, that we, that we can't overcome. If we're working on our own our own power. Which is in the case in the generation of We're Makabal, we're recipients. Our avoid is not coming from our koiches. But rather because of our bittel to the Abishter, how they move and it's understood 
Shalagabe elokus ein shum hagbalas. To the Abishter, there's no hagbala, there's no limitation. The Yeshlaimar, that's why the Rebbe comes up with such a gavaldi gechidashi. The Indian Zehamaila, the Pchenaz Bas Shebizman Agolos. The quality of being a girl, a daughter, in the days of Golos is different than what, what the Medrash is talking about. Bas, by Mitzrayim, we were a Bas, and then we became what? A sister, and then we become a mother. We moved up. The Rebbe says that the Bas of the time of Golos is not the same Bas at the bottom of the rung, it's the Bas that's on top of all of them. The boss is higher than, 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 than all three. Why? He says, the mimer said earlier that the, these three levels, Bas, Choysi, Imi, correspond to the three Yom and Toivim. Now, the, the three Yom and Toivim are mainly, were mainly celebrated when the Beis Amigdash stood. Because what's the real, the, they're called Regalim. What's Regalim? Regalim is we use our feet, Euler Regal, to go to the Beis Amigdash. So then, in the base of English, Pesach is taka the lowest yomtiv. And then came Shavuos, which was higher. And then came Sukkot, which is even higher. Three levels. When you're in the days of the base of Mingdash, and you need someone to tow you, you need to get a tow, you're living in the days of the base of Mingdash. And you can't drive your car up there alone. You need to get, call a tow truck to pull you up. That's Nebuch. So Pesach is a, is a, there's enough there that you can work with. And if you don't have what to work with, and you need God to, 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 to lead you, that's a problem. That's in the time of the Beis English, But in the time of Golos, if you're hanging in there, if you're hanging in there in the time of Golos, then uh, the, 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 you have nothing to work with because of all the concealments and darknesses and darkness, you have nothing to work with. So your only choice is to be a daughter and to let God invest himself in you through, through your panemius of your neshama and to keep you so other Abed, that's much higher than all the other Avedas. Says yes, we have We can say, as he says, the Indians are mild. When his bashers mana goes, merum is bezeis hinted. Shemavu about the rushim over the yell. In other words, this is the Rebbe's chiddush. The Rebbe says, and all the Memorandum doesn't say this. The Rebbe came to be Magala, the, the Milo of the last generation. Why? Because he's the Nasi of the last generation. So, so he has to elevate this last generation and to show that this is higher than all of them. But he still doesn't want to say it on his own. So he says, it's merumiz in the Maimarim. What is it merumiz? Shegimel in Yonim de biti achoysi vi'imi. The three in Yonim of biti achoysi vi'imi hem keneged gimel regalim. They correspond to the three regalim. Shehaseider begimel in Yonim elu. Shebiti hu lamayla. The order is that biti is lamata below. Machoysi from sister vi'imi and mother. Hu kemoishem keneged gimel regalim. That's when we connect them to the three regalim, Zman Habayis, which the idea of three regalim is really Zman Habayis, it's regalim. Regalim means it's, it's the three going to the Beis Amigdash, that's regalim. Regalim means uh, we, we go with our feet to the Beis Amigdash. But biti, that's in the time of exile, this is the bitl that comes from the essence of the nisham. In Golos, when everything else, when it's so dark and you have nothing to work with, other than the fact that you are a Jew, and as a Jew, your connection to the Eivishter is something that you're not going to ever, ever uh, uh, bargain with. It's something you're never gonna. It, this ainoi bechlal gimen in yanam elu. It's bechlal not in these three in yanam. 
It's a level way surpassing all the other levels. It's where you and the Abishter are one. That's what it is. And that's why, even if you don't have a head, even if you don't have an emotion, but you're still a Jew. And that's why you show up. That means we're be- it's us, but it's totally not us. And the Rebbe is going to apply that, that that's the tshuva that's going to happen in the end of days. The tshuva that the Jewish people are going to do in the end of days is going to be a tshuva that we're doing tshuva. But why are we doing tshuva? Not from us and because of us, because, because, because of Elokus, because of the Abishter. Because the Abishter promised we're going to do tshuva. And because we're so bottled to him that if he promised we're going to do tshuva, we're going to do tshuva. As we're going to see so. says it in here. We can reconcile the two piskei dinim, the two um, seemingly conflicting halachas uh, regarding the geula. Number one, the yidn are not redeemed only with tshuva. But yet the geula is going to come in Nisan. This that you didn't do tshuva in the end of Golos. Because here it doesn't make any sense. When are we going to do tshuva? The Rebbe says means Golos itself gets darker and darker and darker spiritually. Not physically, it doesn't, it doesn't get darker because quite in the contrary, we, we've been lightening up on the persecutions in the last hundred years. But spiritually, it gets darker and darker and darker in the end of Golas. So what are you saying? The dafke in the last moment of Golas, when it's so dark, we're going to do tshuva. That's when we have the biggest, the most reason not to do tshuva. The main concealments and, and obscuring of the Golas is at the end. And what kind of tshuva are we going to do? Shanir Gashbehem, it is sensed within the Jewish people. The Zesha Oisim Tshuva, this that they're doing Tshuva, Huloi Mitzat Tziur HaMetziyos Shela Adam, it's not because of the Tziur, the form of the Metziyos of the person. Ha'oisa Tshuva is doing Tshuva. Elam Epnei Shahavticha Torah Shebesayfa Golos Ya'isa Tshuva. It's because the Torah promises that you're not going to do Tshuva. Pchenas Nisa. This is the Rebbe's approach to the whole tshuva. It's the Rebbe's approach to reaching Jews in our days. It's not through sitting down and uh, you know proving to them that there is a God. And Why is he doing it? Because not mitzad him. He's doing it mitzad the Ebishter. Everything is mitzad the Ebishter. Do do with him. It's not. It's not a like oh like to you. Eventually, of course, he learns. He starts learning Torah and he starts realizing. But the whole process. Is like this this powerful like something something that's a beyond that's like even though it's not coming through a big miracle that happened that 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 uh, sometimes it does but mostly that 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 God revealed Himself to the person that He did tshuva. It's a very like vague kind of a energy that's there that's bringing Yidden back. And the Yid is choosing to do tshuva, but he's choosing it mitzad the Abishta, not mitzad himself. Or because his etzem is... What's basically happening is that the essence of the Jews is, is coming to the surface. Now, as he says, Because 
Chenas Nisan, which is the idea of Nisan Bas. She'en loy mishal atzmei klum. It's a very humble tshuva. He doesn't have anything of his own. For whom a kabbal malmaili is only receiving from above. Vahagam, and even though you can ask, shahatshuva hu b'ritzay noy u'bibchirasay, and even though the tshuva is, no one is forcing him. It's the person's own choice that he's doing tshuva. He brings from Ha'ara 52. Re'ev sefer ha'mamarim tashin hei, Amit 49. The zesha ha'tshuva t'il mo'maydo l'amata l'das Rabbi Yeshua. That even according to Rabbi Yeshua that says that tshuva is, that we don't have to do tshuva. Which means that, and if there is tshuva, it's a complete... Doesn't mean it's going to be a serusa deleila. Yidden are going to have an isoidus from within themselves. The isoidus from above is going to put something out in the air that's going to cause Yidden to suddenly awaken to do tshuva. And it's their choice. Because they're awakening to do the tshuva. They're making the choice to do the tshuva. But they're still... There is, there is, there is some kind of a, of a shayfesh uh, al if you can say, that silently blowing, and only sensed. All it's doing is it's it's making the person aware of something bothering them, so to speak, something you know that's that's causing that search and that's causing that desire to to do tshuva. When you're dealing in an America, think about it, which is such a deep materialistic culture and to have so many Jews who turned their lives around and came to Yiddishkeit don't make any sense and it's, it's, so this is this, so it's exactly how to define it <laughs> it's totally the Ebishter but it's totally us at the same time because it's our Etzim Mekomokam as he says like he says V'koloshen Rambam. Shasoif Yisrael is true. The Rebbe is learning the Rambam every word. The Rambam doesn't say. The Rambam says the end Yidna are going to do true. The Rambam doesn't even bring what it says. The Abishta is going to put upon them a melech like Haman and make them do true. Like it says in the The Rambam doesn't say that. Soif Yisrael is true. If the Torah promised. Asiyah v'avoyde the Yisrael. It's an Asiyah. Udeloikis oyredes tshuva habaya de kruzim shalomayla. It's not the oyredes of tshuva that's coming through an announcement from above. It says, "Oi, I forgot. I put two, 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 two waters in the freezer." I was tending. I realized that everybody must be so thirsty. This is terrible. I'm sitting here with a big bucket, bigger than every week. It's not because of their sophisticated, it's not from their knowledge or so on and so forth. The promise of the Torah affects them to do tshuva. Not because of their own metzias. So what's the beer? No, Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim was not Mitzadatma. Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim was a purely pure gift. A pure gift. That, that's, that's Bas. And that's where... Here, 
it's 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 because it's vertnes gala who the Jew really is, and that's the Abishter. Who are you really? You're really the Abishter. A Jew is one with God, and that's why you know Bechlal the Rebbe says two things. So there's two in Yonim. What do we have in our generation? You know what the Rebbe just did? He covered both. We have two groups. We have the Bali Tshuva. People that came totally from the outside. That's this group he's talking about. They're doing Tshuva. And then you have those that are holding on and have no clue why they're doing it. They're sticking to it. They're still at it. Okay, some of them are learning Hasidus. And those that don't. I'm so blown away how people are Jewish today without Hasidus. I don't get it. I'm so in awe of all the people that dive into the other shuls in this community that don't learn Hasidus in this. I, I have no idea. I can hardly be Jewish with all the Hasidus that I learn. Without Hasidus, what, what's causing them to show up? I have no idea. It's maybe because we learn Hasidus here. That's why it's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It, it doesn't make any sense. It's because there's something there that just a yid is a yid. Finished. That's what he said earlier. That this, that you're able to withstand every Nisoyan and still stay to it is because the Kayach is not you. The Kayach is the Ebershter and the Ebershter is believable. Hashem is infinite. So, Yashloimah, we can say. The Zao, that's also the Lashon of the Rambam. Masha Yisrael, Oisim Tshuva, Umiyad Hennegalim. What's the Rambam's emphasis? Miyad, instantly. The Rebbe says like this. If the doing of tshuva comes from the human beings, it's really coming from you. Everything humans do is what? Is, is a progress. It's a step-by-step thing. It's a human doing it. You do it. It's a seder, it's mesuda. So therefore its effects from above are also seder, mesuda. The Rambam says, Yidin do tshuva, miyad henigola. What's the miyad? Is if you, because if your tshuva is not coming from you, your tshuva is coming from the Abishter. So miyad, that's why you, you actually see that in tshuva of Yidin, that they're like so quick. Something that should take so much longer, they turn their wives, their, their lives around in, in a very short time. It's miyad. The kasher asiyas ha-tshuva umetzad adam atzmai. When a person does tshuva on his own, shuhu b'matzav etzir kezeh shashayach l'tshuva. That he is in this situation, that he shayach the tshuva. Now, even though tshuva in general means that the person is taking a leap, tshuva is different than Torah and mitzvahs, which is very step by step. Tshuva is like a desire to get out of where you are and to get somewhere else. So it's more like a leap. It's a very, it's a bursting energy. It has some kind of, a, of an order. Since a person is, is limited, even when he's leaping, yesh seder. There's an order in the leap. First he comes to the lower tshuva. And then he rises up to a higher level of tshuva. Until he can finally yank himself completely out of the whole idea of golos. Which he was before. Before. He, you know, from the matzav shahoyah. He's completely beyond the state where he was before he did tshuva. 
But this that it says in Ramba, that Yidn will do tshuva in the end of their golas, and instantly they redeem. Who? Because this kind of tshuva is in the level level of bas. It's because of the haftacha of the Torah. Which this bittel touches and reaches the essence, as we spoke earlier, of the oirin soif. That's beyond. In that sense, it's similar to Mitzrayim. That it's coming from a place, it's touching on, on, on when it's coming from the Abish, it's coming. And there too, what does it say? What, the whole idea of Pesach is that it happened so quick, instantly. So here too, it's, it's, it's an Indian that's, that's because it's coming with the Abish there. Therefore, it, it, doesn't have, it doesn't have the time constrictions. The, 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 the tshuva of Bas is one leap. It's beyond even the order of leaping. And therefore, the corresponding effect or the impact that it has in terms of the Ebershter's response is also miyad. They're instantly redeemed. Yeah. Because the... The uh, Mitzrayim de Gabas was 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 was, was a it didn't have a pre it didn't have two thousand it didn't have Masainu Bavadesenu calls Mameshagolos. We had Mitzrayim, but we didn't have Masainu Bavadesenu of Tayra Mitzvah calls Mameshagolos. That was a there was a certain zikuch that we needed to have before we started our avoid of Tayra Mitzvah. But now we have an avoid of Tayra Mitzvah for thousands of years. But we're saying is that the avoda of our term is mitzad is a bittel diga avoda. So it has the it has the mile of both. It has the mile of avoda. Yeah, it has the quality of avoda. That's why we're kalim for it. But it doesn't have the limitations of of our avoda. The mile of avoda is that it's that it's your it's your your work. But the limitations of it it's only you. When it's your work, but the work that you're doing is not mitzad you, it's mitzad him. So you have both the mile that it's yours, but it's also him. Because you're not doing it mitzad you, you're doing it mitzad his power. This is the Chiddush. So tshuva is that way. So, so what are you looking for? You're looking for the leap in the, uh, in the Seder in Yanim. Right? So here we have a problem. This that the, the Torah promises, but it's not that the Torah is forcing you to do tshuva, because if, if the Torah is doing it, then it's not Yisrael or Yisam tshuva. Yisrael or tshuva means you're doing tshuva because you're doing tshuva. It's your, it's your Indian. But it's still coming, not because of you, it's coming because the Torah promised you will do tshuva. This that the promise of the Torah affects a person. That he should do tshuva on his own. 
who chibur the Nisan v'tishrei. It's neither Nisan, because if it would be Nisan, then it wouldn't be tshuva me'atzma, it wouldn't be your tshuva, it would just be completely from above. If it would be tishrei on its own, then it would just be our avod. That's what tishrei is. Tishrei is our avod. This that the Abishters promise, the promise of Torah, which is from above, is causing that we should do tshuva on our own. So when we're doing tshuva, it's really from His power, but it's really we're doing tshuva. Is the connection of Tishrei and Nisan together. It's the convergence of both of them. This that the tshuva in the end of Gauls is that Yidin do tshuva b'koyach atzmam with their own koyach. Mumatalamayla from the bottom up. The loiki yitzis mitzrayim. Okay, here's touching on that. Not like yitzis mitzrayim. Shechaftsam shal yisrael lotis mitumas mitzrayim. There too, when the yidin went out of mitzrayim, their desire to go out ledafka boy yisbarach. There too, they had a desire. Hoisim etzada giluim olmayla. There, pasha the abish to blasted their neshama with light. That's what he did. He blasted their neshama with light and he pulled them. So yidin suddenly felt a spiritual pull that was totally not theirs. They had to escape. Because their desire to leave was not theirs. And if Hashem wouldn't cause them to, to escape, and He would have them go there slowly, since they on their own still had an appetite for everything that Mitzrayim had to offer, everything that Egypt had to offer, they would never gotten out of Mitzrayim. Because even though God is pulling, but they still had their own pulls. Is that? Because... It, because this that they're yearning for godliness is like some kind of external thing that pulled them. It wasn't them. By, by our goal, it's our choice that Yidin are making. It's our tshuva. A yid is choosing to serve the Yebishter. But still, it's because the Torah promised he will do it, not because of himself. So that is who inyan vamaila the Tishrei. That's the quality of Tishrei. You're doing tshuva, not like a Mitzrayim when you're being picked up. You're doing it. But this that you're doing it is not because of your own intellect and emotion. But it's because the promise of the Torah. That's why it's in a level of instant. It's beyond all, all levels. That's the quality of Nisan. We said earlier, the quality of Nisan to Tishrei, and Nisan is when things happen snappy. When things are, it's infinite. We can say, if it's a chibur of Tishrei and Nisan, so why is the Gula going to happen Dafka and Nisan? Why not in Tishrei? It's both. Even though the Tishrei, which through the Tshuva, this will bring the Gula. Yeshnam Shnehan Yanim Vahamailas has both in Yanim and it has both qualities. The Nisan Uda Tishrei from Nisan and from Tishrei. Who? Kia Koyach Lahibur the Tishrei the Nisan. What's the Koyach of being Machaber, two opposites? Tishrei and Nisan. Ba'avoida Sa'adam in the avoid of a person. Who? And that is going back to what we discussed at the beginning of the mind. Tishtachlis Hakavane Bahabriya the Tishrei. The ultimate kavana and intention of the creation of Tishrei, 
Bereshis Bara, when the Abish to create it. Sha'az Nivra Oilam Bemedida Vahagbala, that's when the God created the world in a very limited way. Remember, we spoke that Tishrei is when Hashem set creation and the system into motion. The initial intention was that through our avoid of Torah mitzvahs, there should be in Tishrei, which is the avoid, which is the world, the giloy of Chaydesh Nisan, a Chaydesh as Elohim, the giloy of this Chaydesh. The zausha machshava livreisa oylam oisa benisan. That's why the machshava machshava is always the pnimius. Machshava is always the content. Even though b'poyal mamish, in the literal sense, when did God create? In Tishrei. But when did He think of creating? In which mood was God, so to speak? In Nisan mood. In Nisan mood. He thought about creating the world. What does that mean? That even though He's creating a world of limitation and boundaries, its true pnimius is what? Is Nisan. It's the kavana, it's the intention of the asiyah. Of the action, which comes after the thought. The kavana and the tachlis of Tishrei, which is measured and limited, is that it should, what the Rebbe is really saying is like this. It's not like the Abish, the first created a world, a fixed world, and then later decided that it would be nice, he has no choice, but he must reveal himself in this world. And to, and it wasn't a later decision. He initially created the world in Tishrei so that he can introduce Nisan later. So why didn't he just make Nisan al Why did he make Tishrei world? Because if he made just Nisan, then the worlds would be infinite. It would be, it would be Gilead and Saif. The worlds wouldn't be a world. So therefore he has to create the world in Tishrei, which the content of Tishrei is concealment, restriction, definition, limitation, and boundaries, and systems, and so on and so forth. And within that system he wants... There should be a giloy of, of, of his infinite of his infinite power. In order that the kavana, the intention should be fulfilled, that even in gvul, that even the finite should facilitate the infinite. The creation was in a manner that the world that was created didn't sense the intention. The worlds are not aware of that underlying deeper intention in them. So it's not sensed. And what you see and what you feel is a Tishrei world. In other words, what you feel and what you see is nature, not miracles. What you see and what you sense, In other words, God is not allowing His deeper secret to be sensed in the creation. Because if He would allow the deeper secret to be sensed, then the worlds would never really be finite because they would know their whole purpose is for the infinite. So he has to hide that intention from the creation. What? No, they're also gavul. Yeah, that's true. Dafka, this world is the magbal. Yeah, that's right. Compress. The union of Tishrei is creating heaven and earth, creating two, creating uh, boundaries. Yeah. 
Sheshesiyamim. Uh, you start right away with six days creating. You're starting with his chalkos. You're starting with the vision. And what's the first letter of, of the Torah, of creation? Bez. Um, this creates a finite world. And then comes our work. And particularly in the time of exile. Mizgale, not only does that bring the infinite, but it actually does something else. Mizgale, it reveals that the original kavana, the original intention, and the purpose of the gvul, which was created in Tishrei, is that in it should be the revelation of the infinite. And that reflects in our avoid as well. What's our avoid? Tshuva. What's that? That's Tishrei. That's our avoid. But yet, what's the panemius of that? In the tshuva that's coming. Why are we doing tshuva? Not because of the gvul. We're doing tshuva because of the bali gvul. Because of the ebishter. Because we're one with him and he's making us do tshuva. Even though it's, it's us doing tshuva. Because when Mashiach comes, the worlds are not going to stop being finite. They, there are finite worlds, and within that finite world is the revelation of the infinite. The effect and the actions of the person that was creating Nisa, is in a manner of believable. We're doing tshuva, but we're doing an infinite tshuva. We're doing a tshuva that's not stage by stage. It's a, like one boom. Because through our work, Mizgale reveals the deepest truth about the limitations that were created in Tishrei, who are believable, the Nisan, is the believable of Nisan. That means that Tishrei, the real Toichen Pnimi of Tishrei, the real inner content of Tishrei, is also Nisan. So therefore, when we do tshuva that way, even, we can't say it has both. It has Tishrei and it has Nisan. So the Geula can come either in Tishrei or in Nisan. No, because our, the fact that we're doing Tshuva is the Giloy of the A, the Pneumius, it's really the Giloy of Nisan. That's why in Nisan, that's why in Nisan we're going to be redeemed. It's going to reveal that even the limitations of Tishrei Pnimiusai who are beligvul de Nisan. It's Pnimius is the beligvul of Nisan, is the, is the infinite of Nisan. Bezahu, and this is the reason why Amr Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak says, The Torah should have started from Achoydish Zelachem. The Inyan Zahu Gama Liba de Emes, as we said in the beginning of the Maimer. Even according to the truth, Kanal Batrilas Amaimer, what did we say? That the Torah really begins in Achodesh Azelachem. The Torah really begins in, with, the, with the Pasuk Achodesh Azelachem, which is, which is Parshas Bo, which is the first mitzvah, which is about Chodesh Nisan. Even though B'Poyol Mamash, if you open a Torah, the Torah begins with Bereshis. Like what's Torah? Torah is all a channel to bring the Orin Sof Abligvul into the world. That's what a Sefer Torah is. It's the channeling of the infinite light of God into the world. That's what the Torah is. If that's the case, why do you have a story of creation there? 
the story of creation is total opposite. Gvul, tzimtzumim. The answer is, the real definition of the tzimtzumim is not about the tzimtzumim. The Ebershter created a tachtoin so that in that tachtoin he can reveal himself and live in that tachtoin. The believable. So that's reflected in the Torah as well. You have a Torah that starts, that, that, that in actuality it starts in Bereshis, but it's real panemius is a chodesh hazelachem because that's when from a chodesh hazelachem is where the beginning of this flow of infinite light comes into the world, and that redefines Bereshis bara and makes Bereshis also be part of the Torah, part of the infinite. Pasha's boy, yeah. That's what the, the Torah is. The Torah, the whole Kavanah of Torah is. It's like, here the Rebbe doesn't say it, but in another mimer. What's the answer? Why did the Abish Tataka start the Torah with Bereshis? Why did the Abish Tataka start the Torah with Bereshis? Why did God really start? Because if the nations are going to say to the Jewish people that you're thieves, you took our land, God is going to say to them, I created the world. I gave it to you, and, and with my will, I took it away from you. I take it away from you, and I give it to the Jewish people. So why did the Ebesh L'Chadchila give it to the nations? Why did God L'Chadchila, in the beginning, give Eretz Yisrael to the nations? If he wants it for the Jewish people, let him reserve it to the Jewish people. The answer is the Abishta wants the Jewish people to make a Jewish land out of a non-Jewish land. That's the whole point. To take a klipa and to transform it. To take darkness and to make it into light. How is the Abishta make the world dark? He gives it to the nations first. And what do the nations do to the land? The same things the Palestinians do to Gaza. They took the place and wreck it and put, make it who knows what. They were the most corrupt from everybody. They wrecked that place. And the Jews had to come into a place where the Torah keeps on warning them. You're going into a place where you're going to have all these pitfalls. You have Avodah Zarah. You have this. You have that. You have blah, 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 like nonstop. Be careful. You're going amongst them. It's tough. Because the Abishta wants Yidin. So, so therefore, did he really give it to them? He, the Toichen of giving it to them, Melechat that Hashem gave it to them, is so that we can make an Eretz Yisrael out of it. It's the same idea. Why the Abish to create a world? So we can make a Torah out of a world. Why does the Abish to create the finite? So we should be able to bring the infinite into the finite. And that's the real definition of that initial finite. And that's the real definition of all darkness. So the real, the real darkness in the world is not darkness. It's real panemius, is really light, not darkness. It's, it, it comes first, yeah. That's why the Torah also has also the story of so that we should bring the believable in Torah If the Torah would start just with Pasha's boy, then the Torah would not be affecting the world. The Torah would be an infinite light above the world. That's why the Torah has to have a whole section talking about the world so that the Torah can bring its light into the world. That's the idea. Laham the Torah gamba oilam also into the world. To make the world the dira. Here's a gewalt. In order that the beligvul of Torah should be in what kind of a world? 
Why couldn't God, let me go back to the nations, why couldn't God go to the nations and tell the nations, I'm giving you this land so that I can later take it from you and give it to the Jewish people? Because I want them to have a non-Jewish land that they make Jewish. Why do he have to, he doesn't tell them that. Why couldn't he tell them that? At least they wouldn't be so upset. The answer is if, if they would know that they have their land just for the sake of the Jewish people to make it into this, then they would never corrupt it enough. <laughs> in other words, and therefore we would never be able to make such a dark world into a, a, a bright world. So therefore, the same is with the Torah. If the Abishtu would lichatchila when he made Bereshis, would already, would already give us at the same time Achodesh as Elochem, then the, then, the, then the voracious world that it's creating is already, a, is already a world that is already so Torah I'll tell you an example, just, just, just that Mamash fits to this idea. In, in, the, in the Zohar, there is a marshal for the Yetzirah. The marshal to the Yetzirah. What's the marshal for the Yetzirah? The marshal is like this. The king had a son. And the son, uh, but he wanted to make the son be like a really strong. He wanted him to be worthy to be a king. A king is going to have to make, you know, have self-control. The king doesn't have self-control. He can't rule the way he should. So how does he want to build self-control? So in order, so he wants to test the morals of the child. So he goes and he hires a prostitute. And that prostitute is going to try to seduce the boy. Okay? So that, the Zohar says that's the idea of the Yetzirah. The Yetzirah is a, is a prostitute that's here to try to seduce the, the prince, and but really the intention of the prostitute is what is the prostitute? The Zohar is saying, what's, what does the prostitute want? The prostitute doesn't really want the, the son to sin because if the son sins, then she's frustrating the king. She wants, she also wants the king, she wants the son to resist her so that the king will be happy with her. But the problem is the prostitute, but then it's not a real test because she's, she, she's not really doing her work. Why she's not doing her work? Because she's, she knows that the intention is that he shouldn't, so it's not a real. So therefore, the way it works is, is that this prostitute hires another prostitute. And the pro, by the time you get to the end of the chain, the last one has no idea that this is about a king and about a thing. So she could go ahead and do her work like she would do it. Whatever. And then it's a true test. And then it says, so the Abishta too has to create this prostitute, or the Abishta has to we call the world a prostitute, to create a world that's a real world. And in that low world, the Abishta wants to talk. So that's why the Abishta makes a world when 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 he's creating Barash's Baralakim, when he's creating the Tishrei world, you don't know that Tishrei is all about Nisan. And you don't know that Barashis is all about Achadish Alakim. Until Rabbi Yitzchak comes many years later and he says, Hey, Rabbi Yitzchak is the one who puts the pieces together. Rashi's father, Rabbi Yitzchak, who goes and he puts the pieces together here and there. But, but, um, but, but until then you don't see it. Because in order for the ultimate purpose to be revealed, it has to be a world that is, that's what he's adding over here. Should be in such a world, a world as it is in Metzius, not the world of Bereshis Bara Lakim, but our Mamasha world. Lechem Pasach Bereshis. That's why the Abish Tataka started with Bereshis. Shahagada the Maisa Bereshis. The story of Maisa Bereshis, Valderech Zah Parshia Shala Achreza. The Parshias that are afterwards. 
who lifnei parshas achodesh. You don't even have parshas achodesh yet. Mitzvah rishonish and it's tava bnei Yisrael. Bichdei sha'al yedei limud atayra v'kiyim amitzvus. So that later, when you didn't learn Torah and do mitzvus, yegilu yabli gvul. The gilu yabli gvul should be the Torah gam bechelik the ha'olam, even in the portion of the world. In a world that's pre-Torah mitzvahs, in that world, we should, we should, we should, we should impact. The reason why he started with Bereshis is so that the Gilu of, of Torah mitzvahs, the revelation of Torah mitzvahs, which is HaChodesh HaZelachem, is in order that it should impact the Bereshis as it is before Parshas HaChodesh. Nimtza comes out, Shebepnimius in Yonim, in the Pnimius in the Yonim, Ha'aschaluhu ba'achodesh ozelachem. In other words, it's really starting with HaChodesh. Because the reason, the only reason you started with Bereshis is so that HaChodesh should be able to impact even Bereshis. So when you're making Bereshis, you're not thinking about Bereshis, you're really thinking about HaChodesh. You're just not revealing it in the in the Bereshis. But it's really Bepnimius, that's what it's all about. Ki Apnimius, the Bereshis, the inner intention of the Bereshis, Shalifnei Parshas HaChodesh, Hu HaChodesh HaZelachem, is the HaChodesh HaZelachem, is the great, uh, is the mitzvahs. V'hinei Yeduat is known, the priyas ha'olam b'chafei be'elul, now, in creation itself, the Rebbe is going to say over here, in creation itself, let's go up to Bereshis. In creation itself, in Bereshis, there's two levels in creation. There's the creation that happened on Chafei El, and then there's Rosh Hashanah, this Tishrei. And what's the difference between them? The creation of Chafei El is much lower than Tishrei. Because on Chafei El, there's no human yet. So you don't have anybody that can recognize God. And on Tishrei, you have already the human being. That's why it says that Chafei Elul begins with, it's called Chafei. Chafei is Koi. And Tishrei, Rosh Hashanah, is called Zehayoyim. The difference between Koi and Zeh is Koi means, the Gemara says that, the Gemara says that all the Nevi'im, when they said prophecy, they said with Ko, Ko Amar Hashem. But Moshe Rabbeinu was much higher that he said Zeh. Koi means blurry. Ko, something like this. Zeh means, that's the Chiddush, that a human being through his avodah reveals the Zeh. Well, the Rebbe is going to say like this, if the human being already enters the world and he's already in the zone of Zeh, is a sign that in creation itself there's two levels of creation. We're saying, we're talking about, we want to impact the world. What kind of world do we want to impact? We want to impact the lowest possible world. So therefore, in creation itself, there is creation. The fact that creation is created before HaChodesh HaZelachem. The fact, okay, you can ask a question, why did God allow the world to be two and a half thousand years without Torah Mitzvahs? If his intention is, B'Shulah Torah, B'Shulah Mitzvahs. And the answer is, because Hashem wanted to have a low world. And in that, so he had a world that will first run without Torah Mitzvahs. And the world runs without Torah Mitzvahs, what happens to the world? It runs itself amok. And once it reaches the epitome of Amokness, that's when Torah Mitzvahs came into the world to fix it. That's what we learned. Okay, there was also a Zichuch of Avram and so on and so forth. But so in creation itself, as we're saying, there's two, there's two madregas. There's the, there's, there is revealing HaChodesh HaZelochem 
in the human world, in the Zahayoyim, in the, in, the, in, the, in the creation of Zeh, but then there's even a deeper revelation. That Torah Mitzvah is going to elevate even a world of Chafei Elo, not, not only a world of Zeh, which is a lower dimension. Let's read inside. The very fact that a human soul, Adam Arishon, was in the world, that was already godly revelation. It already picked up the world tremendously. As great as the Giloy of Adam Arishon was, the fact that Adam is in the world was a great revelation, a great enhancement to the world, but it incompares it pales in comparison to the revelation that happened by Matan Torah. We can say, This that Achoydish Azelachem is the Pnimius of Bereshis Bara, who Naile Yoyser Mezeh, Shahachuvida Adamu Ba'ifin the Beligavol. We're saying over here that there are two in Yonah here. We said that when the human being does Chuva, but he does tshuva. What kind of tshuva does he do? He's doing tshuva. But he's doing tshuva because of the Abish there, not because of him. Because of God. And that's the chibur. What's the chibur? That's showing that the pnimius of Tishrei is really Nisan. Remember? He proved that the pnimius of Tishrei is really Nisan. How do you prove the pnimius? That the person's tshuva is really the Abish there's Is really God. That's what he said. That's one Indian. The other Indian is that that the Pneumius of Bereshis were proving two in Yonim, two Pneumius. Pneumius of, of Tishrei is really Nisan. And that's reflected in what? In the, in the Chibur of the unique Tshuva that brings the Giyula. That reveals that. But then there's another Indian. Outside of the human experience. How about the world itself? Well, we have that. We have Bereshit Barah Lekim and we have Achaydesh Azalachem. And from this, that what, that we're saying that the Pneumius of Bereshit Barah Lekim is Achaydesh Azalachem. The Pneumius, the, the, the inner element of Bereshit Barah Elohim of creation, is really the mitzvah, is really Achaydesh Azalachem. Is really right? Is really He's saying this Indian is deeper than the than, than the tshuva of Yidden being. Why? Because the fact that a human being what's what, what, what's the tshuva of a human? The tshuva of a human is a human be'etzem is already high because he's a human and he has a chelik that came out. So to show how the 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 the, the human is the pnimius of the of, of, of the Adam is really a lakus, is really Nisan, is really a lakus, and that's reflected in our tshuva, which 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 Nisan is Oyer Habligvul. Both of them are showing, both of them are indicating one Indian that the belig, that the whole that the real intention is the Beligvul, is the infinite. But the infinite wants to reveal itself in the finite. And how does that how does that revealed? In two things. One thing it reveals is that when we're doing tshuva, which is finite, we're doing tshuva because God, because of the Abishter, that's the infinite. So we can do a we can do a super tshuva. 
the fact that we can do a super tshuva, an infinite tshuva, it's because the panemius of the Adam is really elokus, is really the Ein Sof, is really, is really, is really Nisa. That's one illustration. The other illustration is that the panemius of Bereshus Bar Elokim is really Hachodesh as Elochem. And why did the Ebeshter allow Bereshus to go first? It's because he wants there should be a Giloy of Beligvul of Hachodesh as Elochem in the Bereshus Bar Elokim world. These are the two inyanim that are the same in Inyan. But the Rebbe says the second one is higher than the first one. Why? Because since the human being is be'etzem a higher level than Bereshis bara, than creation, because the human being is zeh and creation is Kai, so to reveal in the human how he's one with the Abishter is not as great as to reveal it in creation itself. That's a much deeper level. In other words, it's, why is it greater? Because it's coming lower. It's coming down even in a koi world, even in a world that doesn't even have human. And even over there we're showing that the panemius of its limitation and darkness is really the giloy abli gvul of Nisan. So that's even a bigger chiddush. That's what he's saying here. is the this that achodesh elochem is the pnimius of bereishis bara, who nayle yoiser is greater. Mezesha hatshuva da adam who ba'ofin the beligavul is the tshuva of the human is beligavul. Why? Ki achibur the belig and because both of them are expressing what the connection of beligavul and gavul. Ki achibur the beligavul egavul al yadeisha hatshuva da adam who lamayla mahagbala. This connection of beligavul and gavul, the limitlessness. And the limitation, um, as expressed in a person doing an infinite tshuva, a person doing an infinite tshuva, who gilu yabligvul the Torah mitzvus behaolam kamoishu who bedargazeh, is the gilu of the beligvul. It's revealing the beligvul in a world that's already on a higher level of zeh. Zeh shachoydish as alechemu apnimi is the bereishis bara. This that achodesh alechem is the pnimis of reishis bara, who gilu ya bligvul the Torah mitzvus is the revelation of the limitlessness of Torah mitzvus. Baha olam shenivra bechafei be'el. That's already attacking a world, not attacking or elevating a world that's created in chafei and el kamoishu hu bedarga koi, as it is in a much lower level, on a level of koi. The yeshloima we can say the gilu zeh. And the Rebbe says, that's the two stages. When do we do this phenomenal revelation? The Rebbe is saying that the ultimate revelation is being realized by Jews doing tshuva in the end of days. But the Rebbe says, that's pre-Mashiach. And then once Mashiach comes, we have even a higher revelation. What's, the, what's added more in, in, in this connection of infinite and finite after Mashiach comes than the tshuva that's before? Because the tshuva that's before is revealing how gvul and bligvul are really unified. But what kind of gvul? A zegvul, not a kogvul. A, a higher gvul, a higher limitation. But the, the post-Mashiach reality, which is going to take the entire finite world itself and reveal in it its infinite potential. That's even deeper than this tshuva. That's what he's saying. He says, After the tshuva, 
Through the first stage of unification of Gvul and Beligvul, in the tshuva of our generation, that's the gilu of we're doing tshuva, but we're doing tshuva because God, because God promised we're going to do tshuva. It's that fusion. That's going to lead miyad gamba olam. The revelation of Bli Gvul, even in the world itself. Like it is in the level of Koi. The whole revelation of the internet, the whole revelation of the way we communicate today. And these, this is all Bli Gvul in Gvul. There's no limits. And the tiniest things, that, and, they, and everything is getting smaller and smaller and smaller and more sophisticated and more... It's like crazy. Where did all this happen? When Yidin did Shuvah in the, in the 60s and in the 70s. That brought about, this is all, it's, it's revealing it in the world as well. Science is also discovering it. Because it's, and this will fulfill the kavana of dira in this world. And the coarsest world, material, physical, chunky matter, and in that is insof. And and this too is included in Nisan Asid and Ligol. The Asid and Ligol called Ala Geula Shala Achrayat Shuva. On the Geula comes out. Shegama Gilui Ba'Oilam Sheyir Ba'Geula Yir Bepchenas Nisan. That not just the not only the Shuva is in Nisan. Before we said the reason why it all happens in Nisan is because that's when we do Shuva. We, we're doing a Nisan to get Shuva. We're not doing a Tishrei Shuva. We're doing a Nisan Shuva. A Tishrei Shuva would mean it would be reflecting us. A, a, a Nisan tshuva, it's reflecting the Ebishter. But that's stage number one, that's the tshuva. The next thing is, the revelations in the world that happen after Mashiach comes, that too is Shayach to Nisan. Through the doing of tshuva by the Yidin before that, so that too, an infinite light that's beyond the world. When we're discovering now the infinite, it doesn't feel like there's some extraordinary outside infinite power. We're looking at matter today, and we're seeing, especially with quantum physics, we're seeing ain't self. In what? And that's the nature of everything. See what the Rebbe is doing over here? It's, the Ebershter wants it to be so much ours that it's ours. It's not even an outside thing. Because it becomes absorbed, the pnimius of the world. As I mentioned, this redefines, the Rebbe redefines the entire Seder Ishtal Shalos and the entire Oilam from its very, flip, as he said, he flips the whole thing upside down. And through this, the Rebbe enables these Giluyim to happen. That's, that's the, that's what I, in the Mimer, we have already the whole, the whole, the whole, see, people don't realize. In the Mimer, we have the whole Mashiach structure. It's there already. It's just, it, just we have to learn the Mimer and spread the Mimer so it becomes real in the world as well. But it, the Mimer already has everything. Biasa Mashiach, the Geula, everything that it's afterwards, it's all there in the discourse. The discourse, the Mimer has already everything. And the Mimer you can learn another 15 times, and then hopefully we start to understand it.
I'm sure if you learn the Maimon from Lamed Vav, it'd also be pretty exciting. This is the Maimon from Lamed Hey. This was right at the at the center of that whole Chuva awakening. Lamed Hey, this is in 75. So if you listen, I have an online version of this, just a talk. This I didn't, I was so tired, I hardly read it today. So I was learning it right now. Just, but there I think I worked it out a lot in my high mind. It's cool if you put in, on the website, if you put in the word Nissan, um, promise to return. That's the name of the class. It's probably like six, seven, it's, it's like six, seven years ago. It has a good nigan in the, in the front of it too. That's, that's the name. 